welcome to the suspense is killing us. Dynamic. I could I coming forgot. out the gate with the energy. I forgot how we. I was trying to be spooky. Was oh, I just, did I just sound huh, sad? You were doing a bad job at that. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I just sounded scared. Hi, everyone. Kevin was just bragging about how much Dr. Pepper he just chugged, and then as soon as we start recording, the energy so, siphons down. Are you, are you already in the crash? So much. Yeah. I need it that much. I need. To, I have to, like, I pretty much need an IV of it to stay to stay awake at this point. Just hook it to my veins. <laughs> well, it's Dr. Pepper. It's medicine. It is medicine. I've to, you know, oh, I'm not say, a doctor. Oh, I'm not me, a doctor. People tell me it tastes like medicine sometimes, too. People who don't like I don't like Dr. Pepper. Sophie. Really? Not a fan. Oh, I don't like your pibs, your peppers. It's probably my fourth favorite soda flavor. What's well, your first? I would say. No, don't. It's like, then you can't. You have to. It's like just straight up, not like diets. No diet. Oh uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, good. Well, well, I just don't ta- want so someone. someone I don't want someone to go like you go like. What's your favorite? And they go Coke, Diet Coke Zero or right. something. Because no. I, I drink a diet a diet Coke every exactly. day at work. It's not like I love it. Right. <laughs> it's maintenance. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but uh, but like, say it's a summer day, and I'm, I'm at the store, and they're all cold, and it's the reg- and it's the yep, sugar yep. versions of it. Yeah, I would say cherry coke, mm, number okay. one with the bullet. Okay, yeah, cherry coke's great. I had one of those the other day. <laughs> orange soda, no real preference. That's they're my all pretty that's good. That's my number you know, two. Orange yeah. sodas, Sunkissed are- Crush, Fanta. Oh, they're all up. they're all the, they're all the same. I mean, like, honestly, it's not like not saying that one's but like orange sodas. It's like you got an orange soda, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. I've never had the one where you're like, well, this one fucked it up. You get a generic Coke, you're like, this might taste weird and that, not absolutely. like a Coke. But like, you get an orange soda, it could be the most generic orange soda. It's gonna taste the same yeah. as a as a it's fucking. It's honestly sun-kissed. crazy how hard it is to get a <laughs> Coca Cola right. They're, like most of them aren't good. Yeah. Yeah. Like any of those generic ones, you're kind of like, why does this taste fucking horrible? How do you, how do you feel about RC what is Cola? Happening? Uh, RC Cola is uh, uh, better than like a generic one, but still not great. It's like, I mean, I, I, I it swear was to one God, step above. Pepsi's fine. I don't hate it, but Coke, Coke is the only. How do you one feel about? Uh, where do you fall? So with co- wait, so cherry Coke, cherry Coke, orange soda, orange soda of all, pretty much any kind. Well, I'm not sure I have a preference. Root beer. I was gonna ask. That was my next question. Where does root beer go? Because yep. right now. My, I go ginger ale, orange soda, root beer. What a, a ginger ale, ginger ale, an aristocrat. Mm, okay, very, uh, very classy. Uh, what do you like, Barks? Uh, Barks is the one that has caffeine in it. So yeah. sometimes, if you're in the mood for caffeine, you get the Barks. I like it tastes Barks. Fine. I was because I, I don't like the taste of Barks as much as other oh. root beers you because wanna... of the caffeine, and I, which is weird because I generally like my sodas caffeinated, but the t- the non-caffeinated ones taste better. Like the Thomas oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Thomas Kemper, if you can get that on draft it's more somewhere. pure. I, I like, the, the, I like the, the IBC root beer is good. IBC root beer is pretty good. A and W hires under underappreciated hires. Hires is really good. It's yeah. hard, harder to find. Yes. I like dads. Dads, dads is all right. Yeah. yeah. Dads is f- yeah. My mom used to get dads at Costco because it was really cheap, and <laughs> that's I, where and she I found dad. Because I was a big. <laughs> yes, she, my oh. mom used to get dads at Costco. If you know what I mean. <laughs> my real dad uh, went out for cigarettes when I was really young. Never came back. It was, so it was April Fool's Day. He my, said he would be right back. My mom just brought in a pallet of dad's root beer once a month, and uh, and that had to be and that raised me. Is your dad? That and I was raised by TV. <laughs> I was raised yeah. by TV. Yeah, no one's raised by root beer alone. <laughs> <laughs> root beer can try very It takes hard. a village. And what if I'd been raised by like a better root beer too? You know, like I mean, I could have, you know, I could have been a millionaire by now. If you'd been raised, I'd have one million dollars. Like mug. Yeah. Ooh, mug. Mug is my choice for uh, for root beer floats during the summer. Mug is really classic. There, a lot of them are good. Honestly, for <laughs> for those in the know, 
Henry Weinhardt's, the fancy stuff. The fancy stuff. I went to a pizza root, place. Their root beer is better than their actual beer. Yes, oh, absolutely. What, yes, the uh, Henry Weinhardt's. Henry Weinhardt's is trash beer. There's a yeah. pizza place. There was, or there used to be this pizza place on East Lake where they had it on draft. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I went. There's a pizza place on Queen Anne uh, that I went to a couple times with the girl that I was dating, and I and I ordered three of them one time, and I remember being like, yes. <laughs> triple fisting root beers. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I already feel awful, but give me another one of those root beers, and I don't regret it. But wait, man, you didn't order you're... three of them. Like, give me three root beers. No, 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 not all of the same. Well, that's what like... I, I asked. Oh, for some reason I wasn't in the. I think it was, must have been in the afternoon or something like that. So it wasn't actual beer, but I was just like chugging these fucking root beers and that, going like, why? Do, why stop now? <laughs> Did I tell you a kid came into the bar and he ordered a chartreuse with a root beer back? What? What? Yeah. I What's know chartreuse. It's the only liquor so good they named a color after it. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. No, it's gasoline. Is that's what a, it is. It's, that's, a, it's from, that's, that's a line from that's Death Proof. That's Quentin Tarantino oh, line from okay. Death Proof. Got it. But yeah, the, no, it's like it's like this greenish. Uh, turpentine flavored liquor. Oh, isn't that made by monks somewhere? I don't know. Yeah, but it's 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 quite it's one of those ones that's made by monks. It's quite awful. And uh, but the kid ordered that, and I served it to him, and whatever he left, and uh, and then I was like, I gotta know. So uh, so I tried it, and it was revolting. <laughs> like Jeez. it doesn't. I I don't know what chartreuse tastes like, but that sounds bad. I don't know what combination of flavors he's experiencing, but it was like. Apricots and motor oil to me. It was Ooh. disgusting. I mean, I could see that being good. Apricots and motor oil. Wait. I'm picturing it. Apricots and motor oil. Mm, mm, maybe. Tasty. Maybe. Yeah. Huh. Could be good. Some people do fernet with a Sprite back. Oh, sure. I mean, Sprite's a classic mixer. I, for me, I don't know why. Not, not as a mix. I don't know why root, as a mix root, root like beer. A, as a back, as a chaser. Oh, as a chaser. Right, of course. Hmm. I feel like I really want to enjoy my root beer just as it is. I don't want to get it Not incorporated. Chartreuse. Yeah, I don't want it incorporated with something else. Because no. it's just a, a pure an, you're oh, an you don't like county. You know how root beer floats? Uh, honestly? Oh. And, and, I've oh, never had one, If someone gave me a root right. of course, Matt can't have uh, the dairy. But so if Matt, someone Matt, offered Matt, me- Matt Switzerland on root beer floats. Yeah. If someone offered me a root beer float, I would take it, and I'd be like, hmm, okay. But I per- I, it's definitely one of those things where I prefer them separately. Wow, okay. I'd rather just have a bowl wow. of ice cream and a root beer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because wow. they, they, wow. sometimes the ice, like the icy chunks, get in the root beer float. Yeah, you know, do it right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Okay. So there it is. Do, 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 do we all list our top four? I don't. Our top four I favorite sodas. Because then, because then like after I, that, I might it's, have it's, it's, it's Dr Pepper. Mine's do, it's Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper's number one for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, mean, I, drink it, I drink it all the time. What Who do you mean? think I you're talking to? I would have said Pepsi because when because no, I was Dr. famously is a Pepsi guy. I was Dr Pepper when I was in uh, like when high school we drank Dr Pepper constantly and then I got into Pepsi also and I was a Pepsi guy for a long time and then I kind of switched back to Dr Pepper. I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is better. 23 unique flavors is better than the one flavor of Pepsi. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. And then, but then probably I uh, Pepsi over Coke. Although I've probably talked about this on here before. Because Coke is better. If I'm drinking like a Coke at work, mm. Coke, when it goes flat, uh, slower or whatever, and it tastes, it still tastes good. Like Coke later. goes flat slower or whatever. And like Pepsi, like Pepsi, as soon as it's like not, like if you don't drink that right away, it's like like an hour later or something, it's like this is not good anymore. Wow. It's, but the, like, it's the mushy cereal Coke, of sodas. Yeah. Coke is Coke work. Dr. Pepper and Coke both like can last all day and root beer. They go all night, baby. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my, I don't know. And then root beer. 
so the real fun, I mean, cherry the real coke, cherry coke. I would say Pepsi with cherry coke. Cherry coke might be above Pepsi actually mm. at this point, but I like Pepsi. I like this. I like the. It's a little sweeter <laughs> than Coke. It's a little more of a kick straight out of the gate. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, all the all the just all the brown ones. All the brown ones. All the brown ones. None of the none of this clear shit. Ginger ale. I like ginger ale. No, my number Give four me break. is Give me a break. soda water. Soda water. See, I'm not gonna it's even sparkly water. This I'm not. Guy. You know what? I'm not even gonna count that because, like, you know, we're talking flavors. I like the fizzy water. But we're talking flavored water. Very waters. European. I mean, I'm drinking a flavored water right now. Aha! Aha! Lime and watermelon. It's pretty good. It's perking you up after that uh, water, Dr Pepper. Water lemon. Yeah. I'm trying to cut back on the Dr. Peppers. But I had like half a Dr. Pepper on the way here. If you know Kevin, it is 10 if you know Kevin, in the morning, one, one so. of the fun things about knowing Kevin over the course of the years is the cycles of his <laughs> of his soda dependency. Yeah. And they, very often you'll catch him on a on a bender and very often you'll catch him on on the wagon. Yeah. And either way, he's very listless. As I've, as I've gotten... Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Spencer's... Do you won't notice any difference. <laughs> anyway, I'm barely awake. What are we doing today? Are we talking about some movies or what? We are talking about some movies today, Kevin. <laughs> yes! Wow! Speaking, speaking Organic. Of, speaking of this investigative journalism about sodas we've hey, been doing. Hey, yeah. We've been drilling down on sodas. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody didn't just skip that. I think that was some good information to yeah, know. That was good. That was great. A little insight into our lives. I thought it was Pulitzer worthy. Do they give Pulitzer? Listeners to podcasts yet? No, but they do give them to journalists. Ah, which, we, which we now are. Oh. Uh, no. So last what last year, two years ago, we did. An, uh, I don't know. It might uh, have been this year. Might have been this year. Who knows? We did an episode called. We did an episode called Scoop. There it is about uh, bad people in the media, and we're doing sort of a part well, two it was of like that. Four episodes. Ago. I, I honestly think it was like it was last week, less than ten episodes ago. I don't remember, but I don't know. It's been a long time. Uh, and we're going to do sort of a sequel to that because we have three movies. Two scoops. Yep. <laughs> scoops two. You done? That, I think so. No. I think that's all the riffing I got on that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's not... Yeah, okay. None of those are very good. Anyway, what's it called? Well, we, we, we're going to call it Scoop There It Is Part Two because that was the name I of think the that's first the, one. That's probably what we're going to do. Let's keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. But we're going to do three movies from the uh, 1980s about bad reporters. 1981's Eyewitness, 1985's The Mean Season... And 1987's Street Smart. Mm. Yeah, and more like, well, not necessarily bad reporting. Two of them. But two of them have bad reporters. Yeah, at uh, least one of them has a, a reporter who has an interesting kind of all-encompassing job that yeah. I that I enjoyed. <laughs> uh, but either way, we're in, we're in the 80s this whole time. Yeah. So I like I was happy. So I was, fun I was, with you. It's not like these are all great movies necessarily, but like they're man, all interesting to one degree. I, like I sure do like I sure do like 80s movies. They're silly in very specific sorts of ways. They're better than current movies in all sorts of ways. I think they're just they. Well, nobody. I mean, you won't you don't see movies like this anymore. Any move anything like these movies is going to be like a fucking TV series now. Yeah. That will be like inevitably be like wow that was a what a great idea for a mini series i guess and then it's like been renewed for another season you're like why how <laughs> or how is there another season to this what did you did you hear eyewitnesses being renewed for a third season you're like what what's that what, what's that i've yeah. never heard of it before. i've never and then, then someone show. would tell you it's on some streaming service and you'd be like what's that what's that Paramount i don't know Plus? what that streaming service is paramount's got a streaming service now oh they yeah do. shit well i didn't know that so you get your star oh. treks Oh, you did oh, know. Oh, that's where I watch uh, Below Decks. So I watch my Yellowstone. Aha! Yellowstone is the sc- the one for squares and old people. Yeah, but it and rules. Yellow Jackets is the one for hipsters and young people. Yellowstone's way I better. Watched, I watched Yellow Jackets. I refuse to watch Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, too young. Well, I'm not old yet. 
It is. I did watch hilarious program. I did watch Yellowjackets, and I I haven't. I don't refuse to watch Yellowstone. I just haven't. (laughs) (laughs) The other Tyler Sheridan show is uh, is Mayor of Kingstown, which is fucking. Oh my god, so funny. Okay. And was that in development before Mayor of Easttown came out? I would imagine I mean, they were, were being we developed doing? concurrently. Change but it's the fucking name. But it's Mayor of Easttown and Mayor, right? Yes. But, oh my god. I know. <laughs> god damn it. What if he was playing a character called Mayor also, though? That would be great. Mayor Ma- of Easttown mayor, was a mayor. year ago. Mayor, hey, mayor. Mayor, mayor. He's mayor, not, mayor. Mayor, mayor. But mayor, mayor. Uh, he's not a mayor in the show, either. But who is? They're, it's immaterial. Is it like a Pope of Greenwich, Greenwich so it, Village sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, but he plays a Pope in that, right? I no, watch, really I not. guess I got to watch that movie. You got to watch I was movie? not. Apparently, I was not paying attention. I thought he was the Pope the whole time. It's they me, don't, I'm the they pope. don't have Popes Wait, that- in different places. They just, <laughs> there's just only one Pope. I'm the fucking Pope. Yeah, there's no Popes of specific places. You're a bad Catholic, Kevin. <laughs> the worst Catholic. The lapsed one. <laughs> Kevin, the worst Catholic. That's a chill series of children's books I'm working on. The worst Catholic. <laughs> it's Kevin. It's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and the ending of Edge One is always like, I never said I was Catholic to start with. It's a crazy why did, twist. Why did you think I was Catholic? I wasn't raised Catholic. I don't, I'm not a practicing Catholic now. Why am I? The, why are you picking on me? <laughs> every every book ends with me in hell. And then, and then you get sent to hell. <laughs> Roasting you? in hell. I, what, I'm, what, why am I why in, haven't specifically you been, in Catholic hell? Why haven't you been taking the Eucharist, Kevin? I don't even I don't know, even what, know that what that is. is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a good idea. Uh, also, a good idea is to start talking about eyewitness. eyewitness. <laughs> From 1981. Every day in the United States, 50 people are murdered. Few of the killings are ever solved. Only the most sensational cases reach the 6 o'clock news. Long as an international no figure. Is the FBI being called in? When are you going to make a statement, Lieutenant? This was it. For TV newswoman Tony Sokoloff. This man is the key to a story that could make her a media superstar. What do you know about the murder of Mr. Long? Nothing. I just found out about it. Then why are we having this interview? Since you asked me, I'll tell you, I have had a crush on you for about two years. Look, I'm really busy, and uh, you don't seem to know anything. What if I do? I think you're right. He's hiding something, and I know just the girl to get out of him. You were in the building when Long was killed, weren't you? Say I told you. What happens then? Never can tell. People, they say, are brought closer together by the secrets they share. It's dangerous. This kind of work you're doing. I'm a reporter. My story comes first. Directed by Peter Yates. Yeah. Who also shot Bullet. Damn. Breaking Away. Your favorite movie, Kevin. (laughs) I guess. I do, uh, I do like it is others. <laughs> others, yes. I like Breaking Away better than Bullet. He honestly. did a really cool movie called Robbery in the '60s. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on other ones. But he's David Yates. He's and had a, he's had a no, Peter, Peter Yates. David Yates Sorry, is the Harry Peter. Potter guy. Oh, God, hey, are they Yates, both British? David Yates, David yes. Yates did, did fucking shit. Yeah, he sucks. He fucking blows. <laughs> made like 18 Harry Potter movies and. One Tarzan film. Is he doing all those current Harry yes. Potter movies that everybody hates? That nobody. I, you know what's so funny about those? Like, it's of, not even of, that nobody uh, hates uh, people. Like hate them. It's just that nobody. nobody like, people cares. don't know about them even. Yeah, and I the, feel recent, like. the most recent one bombed at the box office, which is fun. Everybody <laughs> for multiple reasons. That. Like, not only does nobody care about this particular strain of Harry Potter, but also like Johnny Depp oh, caused them a lot of problems, and J.K. Rowling caused them a lot of problems. <laughs> 
Yeah, Catherine <laughs> Watterson got let go from the series because she wouldn't like because she like said to talk shit on J.K. Rowling. Yeah, or so they like they cool. they cut her down to a cameo in this one. That's awesome. Which is awesome. Way Good to go. for her. <laughs> yeah, the wheels really flew off the jalopy on that one, and that's uh, perfectly fine with me. I did watch the cl- uh, the crimes of Clark Griswold. Uh, I saw that one too. Yeah, and it's just it's, like it was virtually unwatchable. This is, what's this one? Fifty Shades of Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Either uh, way, that's that's not the Yates that we're talking no, about. No, no, we're talking about a different Yates. Peter Yates. Peter Yates, eyewitness. Directed 1981. Eyewitness. What a picture. Or, uh, Interesting or movie. Hot Janitor? What was it? That's an alternate title? Yeah. Sexy Janitor. Sexy Janitor? It has this opening... Uh, I, like I, this is like, I love movies like this, because the other two I had either seen before, or I had, I had it seen before, at least either recently you or a long time ago. You had for. some idea what you were I had no fucking clue what yeah. this was. Oh, this, and this one's great, because it's got that kind of... Cool. This is like 81, so it's like when these kind of movies were still coming off the 70s a little. So yeah. there's yeah. That, it's that weird period where like all these 80, 81 movies. I think 81 is my favorite year for movies. Like 80, of 81, all time. up until 82, you get these weird. It, they're, you're sort of like, they're still kind of making a 70s movie. But right. also, it's veering into like what a, what, what you would like, what you would see from like this kind of shit in yeah. the '80s later. Yeah, it's really it's yep. re- and but also like the plot. The plot is this like, movie is so fucking weird. The plot, so is weird. Just, the plot is just one of those where you go and like, why? Oh, once all the strings, like the threads, kind of come together, yeah. it's really neat. It's an incredibly. It's not. And it's be, not like a know. frantic or busy feeling movie, but the plot is crazy. And, and, but yeah, but once you, but once you right. get to the end, filled with stuff. Yeah. But like not at first. At first, you're like, oh, there's a murder, and then there's a reporter. But then like once you go, once you realize how other characters factor into everything, yeah. and then it's sort of there's this like weird ambiguity, you know, where it's like, well, they're not they're not bad guys necessarily. Right. Just a bunch of guys. Because what they're doing isn't bad. Like what they're 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 go- you know the end goal. Like what you know what I mean? It's like one of those where you kind of. And then also that plus it's it like, helps that Christopher Plummer plays that character. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also shot through with all these weirdly digressive scenes where characters will just sort of describe like the failures of their lives or things that they like ambitions that they didn't realize or things that didn't go work out the way they wanted to. Like there's that weird scene with uh with uh, Morgan Freeman and Adam Schiff and the or Stephen Hill, Stephen I Hill, love sorry, them in this, uh, and, <laughs> yeah, the in the cops. car, and they're just like talking about like you're, you're gonna have kids, no, we're gonna adopt, oh, this blah blah blah, like they have this whole conversation and it's really sad. And it's a whole scene where these two cops talk about adopting how they're gonna adopt a kid. He's like, well, you they they say you learn to love them. I hope so. It's like. <laughs> Wow. They always have really intimate, like, sensitive conversations between each other. He just, like, other. seems down Morgan Freeman, he's like, well, she's leaving me. Yeah, Something like that. And it's, like, hadn't really, I don't know that it had been, like, a they're really line, They're really minor characters like, in the movie, too. Oh, yeah, they're barely in it. It's it's nuts. You see them like four times, and and three of those times are just sort of these intimate, <laughs> these yeah. intimate, uh, sensitive conversations they have with each other. And the other, right. they both seem the, sad. Morgan Freeman's partner is the original DA on Mothership: Law and Order. Like the back in the yes. day, he was the original guy. He, lo- I don't remember yeah. his name, in, but he does. I promise you, listener, he looks familiar to you. Yeah, yeah you'll recognize. Him. <laughs> I mean, that's the other great. That's him. the other great thing about movies from this period is that you get a lot of good casts. You know? Oh, this yeah. has a great cast: Sigourney Weaver, William Hurt, Morgan Freeman, fucking James Woods playing. Sleazebag. James Woods Plummer. playing the James Woods character. Pamela Reed shows up. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy that plays their dad? Uh, that it's, plays his it's, dad. Oh, it's, uh, uh, it's Baron Harkonnen. It's right. Kev- Kevin McMillan. <laughs> yeah, great. He's great. 
He just it looks so much like Baron Harkonnen, man. <laughs> Peter Yates. They didn't have, it, when you see him and he's not in that movie, you're like, oh, they didn't use that much makeup. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they painted him like, orange. I know. You just look. I mean, at a certain point, they put those boils on his face. Presumably, I don't know. Maybe those were naturally occurring yeah, at the time. Who knows? There's a few years later. Maybe he started boiling <laughs> yeah. out. David but David Lynch is like, I want that man who's covered in boils to play the Baron. It's Harkonnen. me, David. Give me that man, the fascinatingly hideous man. <laughs> he the, already uh, looks like a monster. Put him in my movie. <laughs> He's hideous, but I love looking at him. Peter Yates <laughs> he looks always worse has good than the dads in his man. movies. What? Peter Yates always has good dads in his movies, like in Breaking Away, dad, that Paul Dooley, the dad in that oh, movie, yeah. refund. Oh, I mean, I, that, but that dad is like more charming. Sure, I'm just saying, this, like this guy, this guy seems like both, he's miserable well, both well cast characters. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, his dad is a uh, war veteran who is in a wheelchair yeah. because the one of the many subplots going through They're this movie all war is veterans. there's Vietnam War veterans, there's uh, Jewish freedom fighters yeah. being, fighting for people to be released from uh, Soviet the Soviet Union. Yep. There's so much shit going on. James James Woods is involved in a drug sort of jackpot sort of gambling situation. I thought he just was into the loan sharks. I think it's lo- yeah gangsters. Yeah. But, but there's also but gangsters. Still, it's like all the, it's like one yeah. There's like a lot happening. But, uh, it, but doesn't, it doesn't feel it like doesn't it's feel that busy. super busy. Mm-hmm. It just, but it's because it's also like the whole. It's like also a lot of that is like James Woods is like a red herring, you know, mm-hmm. the whole time. Where yeah. it's like these cops are going, it like, is we don't re- like this guy because he's a crook, and we know quintessential he's a crook. this sort of movie where it's like a, here's the red herrings, and then it's yeah. kind of got to be this guy because otherwise it doesn't make sense. But it's not in a. But you also like once it reveals like what is going on. It's really the way it does it is really good. Well, because like he, so he sees this. So well, let's let's start at the beginning. Yeah, William Hurt is a janitor, <laughs> yes. and he works the overnight janitorial shift at this at this office building. They have this opening shot of the movie, and I love shit like this. It's very old fashioned, but I love it. Where the camera is just one. It's a oneer, mm-hmm. and the camera is just panning across all these pipes and stuff in his boiler room. And these shots are really complex, and they involve all kinds of focusing. And it's just yeah. like the second unit really gets to like take over and do what they do. And it ends with this shot of uh, of like a ge- of it's like probably a, not a second unit shot. Or yeah, whatever. Uh, but you know, the the crew gets to yeah, yeah. have their day, and uh, and it ends with like a close up of like a valve, and then it, and then you see William Hurt's hand go and turn it, and the way that it happens, you're kind of like, is William Hurt? Like the psycho in this, or something like that. <laughs> right? And he's his character is weird. He too. is a weird. He's a weird dude. Well, and also, so for the first twenty yeah. minutes of the movie, you're kind of like, maybe William Hurt. Or I'm like, because he, he is weird. Is he supposed to be? Like, what's his deal? Is he supposed to be? You know simple or something at There's the beginning that, i'm kind of yes. like I'm, I'm like a little worried at the very beginning like oh no is right william hurt playing uh yeah. one of those characters and then like you know the the janitor who's but no it's so much weirder disease, than that yeah but, no. but, 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 but also not like be, not offensive like that right, no, right, no no i don't no, think no. that would be either i was but he works in this building and uh and then his buddy james woods who they're both they're Co- both co-janitor co-janitor and uh War buddies too. They were they were in Vietnam together. Turns out William Hurt was a huge war hero. He did, and James Woods was a coward. coward. Yeah, and and, we, and they both know this. They're still buddies, but they both know the score. Yeah. And uh, well, the, their relationship continues to be elaborated on without any exposition throughout the whole movie, which oh, is yeah. really interesting. But anyway, um, James Woods has been fired because he talked shit to uh, one of the bigwigs who works in the building. Yes. He's like a banker. But it turns out that this guy is actually like a smuggler 
who's into all kinds of dirty crime shit. Chinese guy? He's Well, I think he's supposed to be Vietnamese. He's Vietnamese, right? He's, right they're right. Vietnamese. And, yeah. And, 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 sorry. And, and James Woods be... uses many, many slurs to describe this gentleman. That's right. I think it's implied that he was kind of like on the Viet, in the Viet Cong side Yeah, as yeah. Well, he was on the time. other side. So this is James Woods talking about, and this is he's, he's of course, racist and sexist. He's playing the James Woods role, and, and that's why he's so convincing. <laughs> he's like, two years in Vietnam, you clean after them. We come back to our own fucking country, and they're here again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit like that. The yeah. Kong were all right. They stayed in their own country. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, anyway. and, he, and he says worse things that I'm not going to repeat. Yeah. But then that dude turns up dead, murdered. Yeah, pretty yeah, early William on. William Hurt finds him. Oh, William Hurt God, finds this is the body. So he's, the, he's the eyewitness, if you will. I yeah. love this scene. But also, eyewitness really cool. has kind of a double meaning in this because of Sigourney Weaver's character, I yes. guess. William Hurt, uh, William Hurt is like a late, it's like late at night and he's doing his janitorial things. By the way, William Hurt did, in fact, study as a janitor, go and like work as a janitor for a couple <laughs> We moonlighted is for a couple true? weeks. Oh, yeah. Of course he did. Uh, <laughs> I made a joke about it and then Corey looked it up and was like, yeah, he, was, he moonlighted as a janitor. Hilarious. For a Fucking weeks. actors. <laughs> Uh, well, William Hurt's that kind of guy. Too. I know, but it's R. just R. funny. R.I.P. William Hurt. It's just funny to be like, how could I? How could I possibly pretend how to be a janitor? He has like two scenes where he has to janitor. But I absolutely. How can I do this realistically? But there's one where he's waxing. Got to be the, the the worst, most backbreaking, I, menial work. I mean, ba- I mean, maybe he's like one of those people who had right never here. like cleaned anything in his life. So he's just right. like, I don't know. My mom used to fucking clean. How am I supposed to know how to do that? But he is studying? using an industrial floor waxer at one point, and then he pulls sure. back and you show you see his work, and you're like, ah, oh, looks like he's doing a good job. <laughs> sure, I guess. <laughs> it looks like he's I doing don't know. Good. I always think it's silly when <laughs> actors do that. <laughs> That's but true. Whatever. I mean, he didn't. He could have picked that up in a night. I'm assuming. But anyways, so he's. Like in the offices late at night, and he just hears this weird noise. It's like, and it's just other like in you as a movie watcher, and you can tell from just looking at his reaction. It's like, what is that? I've yeah. this is not a sound I'm familiar with hearing, and it's kind of loud and just weird. But you ha- you have no fucking clue what it is, and so you follow him along as he just sort of like searches out this sound. I don't know what it is, but stuff like this I just you like love because you know there's going to be like some sort of interesting explanation for the sound. Right. And anyway, he g- he gets to the the, the the bad or the uh, the former Viet Cong guy's office, yeah. and the whole place has been ransacked, and he's been murdered. But his aquarium has been like pushed over, and this like aquarium cleaner motor, the motor for the pump, is yeah. like spinning around and hitting the aquarium, and that's the sa- and that's why it's making that sound. Yeah. And he sees that first, and he's like, "Oh, what's that all about?" And then he looks over and sees the body. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just so cool. It's pretty early on in the movie, and you're just <laughs> like, "Oh boy, I love this movie. Here yeah. we go." And so the cops immediately suspect. Uh, James Woods, right? Because, but, but first, like, <laughs> because just, of course, because of course, because, and they they know he's been recently fired, and also like, well, and he's wh- also like, you know, they also know him, like, like he's been recently fired. He had he had it in for this guy, yeah, and he's like a scumbag, yeah, like he's just a guy where they're like, also this guy's a fucking piece of shit. You just know the moment that they like talk to him, they were like, well, this guy's a suspect. And isn't there something <laughs> where like William Hurt doesn't actually like haul it in right away? He like. Because he he's weird. He's weird. Uh, he's, and he I thinks think his he buddy also, did he it. Does, he, he probably immediately is like, did James Woods do this? Yeah. Maybe. There's also a great part where The they, only thing that's keeping him from fully being committed to the... Because there's something he's like, it sure seems like James Woods did this, but William Hurt in the back of his head, and he says this a couple times, he couldn't have done it. He's a coward. Yeah. yeah. I do know him, and he is a coward. Also, he's sleeping with James Woods' sister, Pamela Lee. <laughs> no, Reed. it's his girlfriend. That's his sister. It's his sister. That's James Woods' sister? Yeah. And he's trying to hook William Hurt and her. Up. Yeah, he's trying to get them together, but they don't love each other. That's a funny scene. But they we'll don't like each that. other. That's really, it's really, it's really sweet. That's pretty, that's really she's cute. she's great. She's hardly she's like in so 
so little. And that's such a character that you don't need in this movie, but all that extra texture really makes it. I just really love her in all like the, the three movies I can think of off the top of my head in this, in The Right Stuff, and Kindergarten, uh, Cop. Kindergarten Cop. She's But she's really good in all three of those yeah. movies. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, I don't think is as good as some people from my generation. Uh, oh, it's let's good. Uh, let's not uh, let's take. Let's, let's, what I'm talking about. Can we, can we do that back. on a Patreon? One hundred percent. I'm sure I'll think it's Keep eating fun. other I'm people's lunches. I, Stop I, it! I would have thought the same thing. I watched it like a year ago and was just sort of like, oh fuck it, we've got it on VHS at the yeah. office. Whatever, I guess I'm watching. And then I was like, yay! What a what a so fucking funny. weird movie that uh, is. He's so Let's funny get back to it. Eyewitness. Okay. Then. Sorry, I didn't. And mean she's to, great. I meant in to. It. I didn't mean to digress. She's great in it. Then. Uh, anyways, uh, yes, Pamela Reed. But he there's a great part where he meets uh, uh, where we meet. Uh, Morgan Freeman's character, who's Lieutenant, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Black. Black, and he goes, but it's, it's great because he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes it was Lieutenant Black, and he's he's black, and he's like, that should be easy, to, that should be easy for you to remember. And then it's awesome because then after they question William Hurt, you know, then James Woods comes in, and he goes it's, like, it's I'm pretty Lu- funny, uh, Lieutenant Black, and James Woods goes, ah, oh yeah, that should be easy to remember. And you're like, it's immediate, <laughs> it's great because it's immediately like the you his know. reaction is great too. And James, because James Woods is, I mean, is the worst person in the world, but I love him and stuff and almost everything he's in. Oh yeah, at least at this time, yeah, and yeah. and he has this really naturalistic. He's just so James Woods. Where Morgan Freeman says it, and you can see him kind of part of his brain going like, "I don't need to comment on that," but I'm gonna. I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> he has this like whole, his yeah. face goes through this whole progression. Blackman, uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I gotta make, I gotta point it out. <laughs> God damn it! That's great, amazing. Um, so and then so what happens is, uh, in the meantime, we find out that uh, that William Hurt. Has a big crush on the local TV reporter. And this is weird. Sigourney Weaver's Sigourns. character, and she's she's a reporter on television. And he like records the newscast every night on his top loading VCR. By the way, which I thought was a nice. His touch. setup must have cost him a thousand dollars. Yeah, at he the seems time. like he's pretty doing pretty well for a janitor. <laughs> he's got uh, his own apartment, TV VCR combo, and eighty one. And a nice so expensive. and a nice dog. And a nice dog. Well, his his relationship with his dog is questionable as it's well. Very weird. He has but trained the dog to attack him for fun. For fun, Cato attack. And that, me. of course, comes into play later on. A lot, actually. Yeah. But the but he but it's like played for is like a kind of re, uh what, like a twist. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. a brief little twist. Like he comes home to his in. apartment and his dog attacks him and he's like, "It's me, buddy!" And then they fight. They play fight and then it's over. But that's part of their whole deal. Yeah. And he's got his coat, this coat that he puts on, yeah. so his dog can bite his arm and yeah, stuff. And weird. then and then he goes, "All right, that's enough." And the dog's like, "I love you, dog." I used, like, to that, okay. I used to do that with Josephine. I had this big rubber glove that I would put on my arm and let her like. But this, but this scenario that they are doing sure, is sure. like the because it's meant you're supposed to go like, oh no, a dog's attacking him, and it seems right. that way. Yeah. So they're playing very. Yeah. They're playing a very. The movie. The movie is incredibly. It's, it's, it's strange. like advanced man dog BDSM or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on? Yeah. But he re- so he records <laughs> the newscast so that he can like watch Sigourney Weaver do her story, and like I don't know he he doesn't like. It's a, It's not. We don't see him like beating off to it or anything, but it's heavily he implied smiles. that he's just. Yeah, he's I mean, way he into beams. it. We don't see that in this movie, but we know that he has. He certainly. I, has. I also <laughs> want to point out that like she is just a regular journalist, but on this night when we first see Sigourney Weaver's character, she is reviewing a musical, <laughs> a Broadway musical on television, it's and a, she is tearing it to pieces. It's a wide-ranging job. It's a wide range. Like, well, I mean, it's usually you just do on-the-street uh, beat reporting, but now yeah. can you review a musical? And she's like, okay, I'm gonna. Parrot, a new asshole. Is that all right? <laughs> and she, I, I have this recorded. I'll put it up there. But uh, her, like, her vicious review of a, a musical. <laughs> what's it called? Stop the Planet of the Apes. It's called Robin. It's Robin the musical. It's based on Robin Hood. 
And she oh, has a bunch terrible. of disses, but my favorite is she goes, the orchestra wisely stayed in the pits where the whole show belongs. Oh, <laughs> my God. And then she laughs. She laughs. She's cracking herself up. She's so mean. And Gene Shallot is spinning in his grave. <laughs> and she William calls Hurts the what? actors like cardboard, like the sets and stuff. You're like, oh, god damn. Really being hard Jesus. on it. Jesus. This is going out on, on like local New York television, Everyone's lady. Everyone's a critic. God. It's like, and, it's a, and it's an elementary school performance. <laughs> it's just fucking harsh. These kids should all kill themselves. It's Broadway. It's Broadway elementary school. So the fourth grade performance of uh, Robin is Sigourney, just- Sigourney, their special needs children. <laughs> What are you doing? Wow. Hey, uh, I just hate bad theater. So William Hurt's beating up. Meanwhile, William Hurt's beating William off Hurt's to her beating, right. beating off to her is, videos. We we also we also meet her boyfriend. Boyfriend. Christopher Plummer. Who's Christopher Plummer? Who's a rich and, dude. She's a rich bitch too. And there's a whole oh, yeah. thing with her and her parents, and they're having they're having this whole soiree for this uh, like organization that is hoping to smuggle. Uh, Jewish refugees out is, of the Soviet Union that, yeah, is smuggling. They are, they are currently doing that. Yeah. For real. Um, and so we meet them, and there's a thing where there's this woman across the room that keeps looking at him, and she's like, what is she has a great line about her, or she's like, that woman looks like she had to make one decision in her life, and she already did, or something <laughs> wow. like that. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, like she's like, I, I've never seen anybody who seems so focused in my life, or whatever. Pretty cool. And, and so you, and so... This is the part that I thought was cool is how they like build this up where you're like, okay, so this is her relationship with her boyfriend and he seems conflicted and she has to drive him to the airport and you're like, something's going on with him and this woman and she drives off and then that woman comes up to him at the airport and they get in another car and you're like, yeah. oh, something's you, you, going on. And this is actually before- Before the murder. Before the murder. Yeah. So I might have given it away already, but you, but you, you're supposed to think, I mean, you're thinking in a general movie like this, you're thinking, oh, well, he's like having an affair and so he's feeling- B- bad about that. Maybe. But at, the, at any rate, you're supposed but to... I don't think you're, the, you're, the, the movie certainly, draws your... Certainly, I did not think, like, I was like, when when it, when it was revealed, I was like, oh, that, I did not, I didn't actually think that was what was going on. I don't no, think I thought that law this of is, economy of characters made it, in, yes. made it impossible for me yeah. to believe it was anyone but I didn't think it was the, the movie's fault, but the, I, no, mo- I just but the moment I he was... I wasn't paying attention But the moment he's at the airport yeah. and he, like, they, they do a backwards glance, uh, like, because the camera, like, lingers and then he kind of, like, looks back at her, I was like, he's the guy. Yeah. Because it's just Campy James Woods, too obvious, and then right. and then it's, and then those, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, Vietnamese guys, like, kidnap her, and you're like, well, it can't be them either, too early. It's more like, I thought, I thought, oh, maybe he's having an affair, but also is the killer. It's, but, it's too big a star like when, to not when be the, the killer. When the thing, when they when they reveal why and what's going on, like the whole complex oh, thing with right. it, and then like That's her the character, that, that lady's character, I'm like, oh, and then she's just, of course, she's like a fucking hard ass or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. like. So that was more like that, and not so much like, yeah. I mean, I knew it was gonna probably be him. Or, That's what was interesting. They, they keep making you think it's these other Vietnamese guys, yeah, maybe yeah. that worked for that guy or whatever, because right, right. they're following William Hurt around. It's like one of those. It's really good because they actually like do a good job. Of of making you think like, well, it could be mm-hmm. multiple people. That's what was intriguing is because like early, early in the movie, I was like, Christopher Plummer is the bad guy. But then like the whole rest of the yeah. movie, I was, but, but why? <laughs> it doesn't make exactly. any sense. Those two spheres don't aren't, don't come together at all. So like, why? Yeah. Well, they well they do though. Exactly. Because, and that's what we find out. Right. Well, first uh, they they decide to well. William Hurt basically decides he wants to he wants to meet Sigourney Weaver we get, so he concocts yes. the scheme to pretend like he's got more information about the murder than he actually does. That's right. So but he, he actually t- does have more information than he's pretending to. <laughs> Sir, sure, sure, but he's he doesn't <laughs> just, really have anything to reveal to her. It's very funny and also kind of creepy. Yeah, he basically just wants an he excuse to, to meet her. 
I just wanted to be, but I think it's like 881, so it's still in that time period where it's played for like, oh, look at this guy, what a clever, fun way to, to meet a woman, and you're yeah. like, what a fucking gross creep. And then like, they're whenever yeah, they a, do I'm hang a, out, it's janitor. like, kind of fucked up when they're hanging out, and he's just like, I really yeah. like you, isn't that enough? I think that they sort of, try, like their gambit of trying to make this okay, so this is him introducing himself to her on camera. I just think it's from the- it's, it's, I think this is yeah. on camera. Yeah. I've had a crush on you for two years. I haven't been faithful to you, but I bet you haven't been faithful to me but all that could change and she's just going like what the fuck yeah and also why is this janitor so goddamn handsome what's going on here yeah <laughs> this he's a he's a janitor that looks like young william hurt um and then uh th- this is a, the, the the class the great line is a little bit later on but like while it's on camera he's just keeps on like going on like trying to use pretty awkward and way too forward uh, pickup lines to like get yeah. her to go on a date with him and she's just like no I'm rich. I'm not going out of the fucking janitor, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, he kind of goes like, "Well, then uh, I do have some. I have some other information, but you wouldn't be interested in that. Goodbye." And then it becomes like a thing where he's like trying to. It's it's actually kind of fucked up, but at the same time, somehow it works because William Hurt's, char- Hurt's character is so weird, and the movie thinks that too. It's not just like yeah. we think he's weird, but everybody calls him weird. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, they, it's, it's, then they go on a horsey ride in Times Square, and he like oh, he like meditates I, her horse to like lie down. When, he horse um, like the horse whispers, so and that's so and fucking that's weird. It's a well written script. It all comes together because that's a thing, a piece of information that we use later. Yeah, that he's good true. with horses. Yeah. yeah, he says I'm good. With, look, ho- ho- animals, animals love and, me. Animals and children love me. Everybody else, not so much. Yep. And you're like, I believe that. Um, but this scene in Central Park is just is just like what? I didn't know you could just ride a horse. I in certainly Central didn't Park. know you could ride a horse. You used I to be able to because in. Also in the movie Hair, there's an important the, the, there's an right. important thing where the girl that he the, the girl that he's in love with uh, Beverly Angelo mm-hmm. like rides a horse through Central Park and I was watching this going like so this is eighty one when did they at some point they were like no more no horse more riding in because I imagine yeah. at some so point many like, people we, died people were like maybe had more horses around the well, city there's a lot of horse shit too all over the city another I mean, another yeah. kid died from the horses if anybody knows when park. they outlawed horse riding in Central Park I'd be curious because it yeah. is. It was the thing you could do. Because you see, it's her. She's riding a horse, and then you see a bunch of other horses. Other thing, around. other could, thing I found the... out about this movie is that there are stables in New York City. Oh, yeah. Like, in well, the there city. were. Yes. Right, anyway. Great. I mean, there have to be. I suppose there have to be stables for, for the horses. That yeah. I mean, now there probably still are for like the horse carriage. Yeah, guys. exactly. But also now I'm thinking like, oh, maybe that's why they were outlawed horse riding in the in there because like the horse carriage guys were like, hey, these people riding. We're, we're the only horse guys that can drive around fucking Central Park. Real nice you know? horsey ride you had there. Shame if something happened to it. <laughs> They're breaking all these horses' kneecaps and stuff. Same if same if someone had to feed that horse a bunch of beefaroni and give it the farts. So they meet up. It's a Seinfeld episode. Yeah. I, I still I don't know. I it's like weird because I think they're good together, but I also just don't. I don't. For most of the movie, don't mind that she would want to be with him. No, I they pointed out I too, you. though. I well, know. I, no, I know the movie points out, but I think it also like I'm still like. But the movie points out and goes like, I don't know why I'm with you, and then I'm like, Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I don't either. A little bit. I mean, he is hunky. Here's a little bit of, <laughs> to the movie's it is, credit. It is William Hurt at his hot. They also they also hook up the first time, like actually hook up, like after she gets attacked by the bad guys, and then right. like then he like brings her back to his place, and he's she's like. I'll, I'll bone you like <laughs> well and to the movie's credit they do give a kind of tactile reason for why she would at least be interested in having sex with him because this is like a like the second yes. time that they're meeting and he does this extended uh, uh, oral sex slash floor buffing yes. metaphor yes where he goes your floors need buffing I'm a pro yuck I buff it and I buff it and I buff it gently 
slowly. <laughs> is this Any, your William Hurt? Anytime. Well, this is how he's saying it. No, he's this like is how he says it to me. Staring directly at you. When, when, you when you're not around, this is how he says it to me. This is how I talk. I'm just What's, a sexy so guy. Why is she turned on by the idea of him using his big floor waxer on her pussy? Oh, he's going to use it. He's using it's a metaphor. He's going to use his tongue. I don't understand. He's going to use his tongue on, like a floor waxer. On the, to wax the floor? He's going to put wax on his tongue, and he's going <laughs> to... He does actually say wax, like I take the first layer of wax off, and I put another layer of wax on wow. your pussy. It's very mechanical. I put it on your pussy. <laughs> I don't care for any of this. But then he, <laughs> and she, he, I don't she, love it either. But it's funny because she's going, she's going like, ha ha ha, ha, ha yeah, great. And then, he, but you can tell she's kind of like, eh, give it a shot. It's Maybe. 1981. Plum- not, it's 1981. I'm not getting a whole lot of that. Christopher Plummer's not going down on her. I tell you that right now. What? <laughs> Christopher Plummer does not eat pussy in this I'm, movie. I'm 30 years older than you. We don't do and that Canadian. in my generation. <laughs> Canadians don't do that, Sigourney. I mean, my best friend Bill Shatner says never to do that. <laughs> I mean, clearly their, Plummer, their relationship why? is not uh, is not uh, great at the right. moment either. So she is like, yeah, you know, I'll fuck this janitor. It's, yes. It's more like her parents approve. That's like a really funny scene, too. They're like, you're dating this janitor? Very yeah. funny. Yeah. And she goes, uh, he goes, uh, when, when, they're, when they're doing like the pillow talk after he's been buffing her uh, floors for a little while. Right. And she goes, so, he goes, so, you're, so you're rich and uh, successful? And she's very and very. And yeah. they, they kind of like on, up front just talk about it. Yeah. And he's a, he's a creepy character, but like the way that he it just sort of is, it, it works. It, it doesn't make necessarily forgive the, for the creepiness, but you kind of go like, I could see this guy being this way and also not being just a the, total piece the of The general shit. vibe of this movie and the way that it is so digressive and unusually structured, I feel like... I'm watching it going, this is this is ridiculous and doesn't make any sense, but I didn't care. It just sort of felt all of a yeah, piece. Yeah. The pieces all fit together in the script, even if they're weird pieces. Yeah. I just, I ended up, this movie totally won me over. Like, the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, I don't really know what's what I think about this. And by the time it all wrapped up, I was like, you, okay. <laughs> like, you, all right, you got me. It really is like when it all comes together, yeah. it actually all works. It's got a great climax, too. Oh, man. And, and the climax works with the rest of the movie because you're like, that was awesome and fucking weird. Yeah. Well, also, one of these points when uh, her and, and William Hurt are having like a tryst or something, we see Christopher Plummer outside. Yeah. And, and so he that, runs into James Woods. And you think that they're in cahoots, but then he but what, lights he lights James Woods' cigarette and they clearly don't know each other. Yeah. Weird. But, but what I like about that is that because it's like that's that's what the movie does a great job of like tricking you because you're like you're like, oh, because you think, oh, now he's jealous or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. It just does a very good job like of not completely clarifying all the I relationships mean. between all of the different characters, not just the good guys and the bad guys. That's what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, and again, they're like bad guys with quotes, kind of, because yeah. like they're doing bad things for like altruistic reasons, right. or you know what I mean? So they're not really like bad, bad. Like not like our next movie we're going to talk about, there's a bad guy. But also like- There is a guy who is doing- who is, who is <laughs> There's no a, altruism behind that. No, he's uh, a bad guy. He's, he's mean. Not, but like, also the there's a it. scene earlier where they're at William Hurt's dad's house and Pamela Baron Reed and Hart James Conan. Woods are both there and we don't know that he's sleeping with her yet. We don't even know- Like, that's why you might have thought- I thought for a second, is that his sister? 
And then it only becomes clear later that, no, that's his girlfriend. They're sleeping together. And then even later do you find out that that's James Wood's sister. He's like, yeah. hey, did you guys, did you guys, did you guys hook up? You guys going to get married and shit? That's what I want. Yeah. That's what I want. We, this, we, we want you to get married. And then, they, there's a, and then they're like, no, we don't. We had a whole cute scene where we said we don't actually like really, each other. It's great. <laughs> yeah. He comes to her work. The scene where he, they're in bed together like, is also funny. He, he goes to her work at this, like, and this is when things are bu- uh, bubbling up to she's a head. She's like a seamstress or and something. she's a seamstress. She's like working on a dress. In, like, in a, an industrial seamstress, mm-hmm. not like a... Of, she's a working, yeah, yeah. a working class seamstress, and uh, and then and they they kind of things are bubbling to a head, so it's kind of an intense conversation. And at a certain point, she's just like, "I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but I don't want to do it with you. I gotta be honest with you, like I don't love you." And he's like, "Hey, he's hey, like, that's hey, cool, that's cool, honey, baby. I don't love you either." And yeah. she's like, "Really? You mean it?" She's like, "No, I've never loved you." And she's like, "Oh, <laughs> yay!" But also, they were, they were just together because their family were like, "We want, we want, you, you guys should be together." Yay. Yeah. But also, honey, uh, your brother, I think, is a murderer, and he tried to put me in a garbage compactor. The only thing that, may, that the only evidence that I have that he isn't a murderer is that he's a coward. Yeah. And he does. There's a scene where he's in a. He's, he's like he climbs into a trash compactor to kind of like to cl- do clear it up it, or yeah. something. And you're like, don't do that in a movie. Don't yeah, play. Please don't and do then that. The, and then the trash <laughs> compactor starts going down. And he sees James Woods doing it. And James Woods kind of like pauses for a second, right. and then he finally stops it. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, wait, 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 I didn't wait. know you were in there. Hey, 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 what are you talking about? I thought you were in there. Like, I'm not trying to kill you. You fucking motherfucking fuck, fuck." And there's also then this whole subplot where like they they want to open a business together. Yeah, like a sporting goods store or something like that. I forget what it, I forget what the store was. Uh, I, I got worms. I got worms. <laughs> it's a pet store. It's a pet store. Don't uh, jerk me around. Hey, okay, you're you. I'm me. Uh, anyway, uh, and and William Hurt has been like hesitant about this. Where are we going to get the money? And James Woods is like, well, I found a good place, and here's the deal we can get, et cetera, and so forth. And finally, he goes like, you know, I think you killed. I think you killed the guy. No, I didn't kill him. Well, then why are you acting so weird? Well, I'm into the loan sharks for fifty grand. <laughs> two, to two buy, different loan sharks. Yeah, two different loan sharks business. to buy the business. Oops. <laughs> That's not a smart, a smart choice. And he's like, "You, but you killed that guy." And he's like, "I didn't kill anybody. I'm a fucking coward. You know I'm a coward. <laughs> you know as well. You know more than anybody that I am a coward." I mean, he coward. even has like a whole scene where he's like, "Look, I mean, I'd love to kill the guy, but I'm a fucking pussy. I'm racist. And, I'm sexist, but I certainly couldn't kill anyone. I'm a coward." Yeah. The the one of the cops, the other the non Morgan Freeman cop, hates him partly because. He was dishonorably discharged. Yeah, yeah we like, find that out from the cops talking about Partly because he was him. like a coward, which is it's so funny that it's like his, the reason that they think he's the reason that guy's like he's got to be the guy because he's a coward, and yeah. the reason he couldn't have done it is because he's a coward. There's You're a like, whole the, man. This guy's there's real, that whole and he's weird. Like, hey, I'm a coward. Of, what do you want from me? There's that whole weird strain <laughs> of, of in that time in history that that like Korean War vets did not like Vietnam War vets because they lost. Oh. They thought that they didn't finish the job. Yeah, Koreans didn't, war vets didn't finish the fucking job either. <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm just saying. They half finished the job. Well, at least we half got it done. I mean, World War II vets at least had some some leg right. to stand they on. They did win. <laughs> I mean, you know, and the Russians captured there is a, there stuff, is But whatever, a, you know, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> there is a good line. Uh, it's the law and order cop. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And he goes, my son died in that war. The good one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> good, not the shitty son nice. that's pr- presumably still alive. Yeah, what a, what a uh, and time. this is just six years after we uh, we left Vietnam too. So I mean, it's all ah the great the golden years. It's all there. But so, but anyway, basically, what it is is it turns out. Well, first we don't we don't find that out until after Christopher Plummer 
Right, well, for the first well, scene where they, he goes home. William yes. Hurt goes home. They, and pay, they pay off Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. They pay off the dog attack thing. And this is after Sigourney yeah. Weaver has basically said, like, all right, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to end this with you. Sorry. I mean, let's be realistic about it. And he's like, I get it. <laughs> he really, it's pretty much how it plays yeah, At least out. I get to throw a shot he's at you like, once. I don't know why she comes up to his apartment. Is it for one more floor buffing? Possibly. I feel um, like, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think she's like, that was, you were... As good as advertised. So yeah. let's let's get one more in and then I'll settle this into my, a This is my least of, favorite scene in the in the movie for obvious reasons. Well, they go into the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they go into into the house and, and this is where they pay off the, the dog thing. And he's like... In, like the dog is being vicious, like pops out of the... Between, which it, in these curtains and it's it being very vicious. Does. And he's like, no, no, this is just a thing that we do. Hey, hey, Ralph, stop it. Ralph. And then the, he, he puts the jacket on. Yeah, and, th- and then Ralph like just keeps attacking him and attacking him. And then he yeah. starts to realize the dog is foaming at the mouth. The dog is foaming at the mouth. The, the mouth foam does a lot of work. This is pretty freaky, though. The dog is really scary. The dog is really scary yeah. here. And you want, it does make you wonder how they were able to get this performance yeah. out of him. But then it just <laughs> fucking dies. I'm not sure it dies. Does he, it die? No, it dies. I thought he killed it. Oh, no, well, the dog... The dog's been drugged. The dog's been drugged. No, I know, but I thought he, like... Like, because he's, like, choking it out and stuff. He has to, like, No, no, no. I think it's just the drugs taking their the effect. Drugs, the drugs are taking effect, and then the dog just dies. Oh, that's not as sad, then. Yeah. That's less sad than I thought it I mean, was, he's, so. like, he's like listening to its heart as it dies. Like, he's, like, holding Because he, well, he's grabbing it because he has to fight it. Holding, I, for he's some holding reason, thought that he, he somehow, like, uh, killed it. But it is yeah, a, it's a disturbingly dies. effective dog performance, though. Oh, yeah. Where you're kind of like, Jesus. Yeah, the dog really does look like it just dies. It's I'm really. Sure, it was I'm terrifying. Sure it didn't, but it is. It made like, me feel awful, and I'm watching this with my dog in my lap, and I was just like, "Oh God, this is terrible." It's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, and then he finds like some poisoned meat. Right. In the in the apartment, so somebody somebody poisoned the dog, and we and then Christopher Plummer like bolts. Right, yeah. Christopher, they see Christopher like, Plummer. Shortly afterwards, Christopher Plummer comes in and attacks William Hurt. Yeah, yeah. and then Sigourney. And this is one of those great scenes because Sigourney Weaver was uh, earlier on uh, uh, grabbed, nabbed by the Vietnamese dead Vietnamese guy's sons, mm-hmm. and she's like really assertive. She jumps out of the car, yeah. does a yeah. roll, and is hitting them with her purse like really forcefully. You're like, God damn! And also, you got to keep in mind Sigourney Weaver is all over seven feet tall, yeah. so it's like don't <laughs> fuck with that woman. And but in this scene, like she's he's tussling around with this guy. She's actually and, bigger than a knobby. She's bigger than both of them combined and it's just sort of like Sigourney a little help here please yeah she's going like oh ah, yeah because then there's a ah. scene where, where he's being attacked and at first you don't know who it is yeah. and then it's revealed to be uh yes Christopher they, Plummer they hit her his TV VCR combination Sigourney Weaver's face pops up on the screen yeah. and, and then the light f- fills the room and you see Christopher Plummer's face he, go huh he pauses My when he sees her on the TV and then she sees, she him. sees him and he goes she's it and he like runs yeah. out of the room but William Hurt doesn't see who it is Yes, William Hurt doesn't see. I think he does, but he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know even if he did see. Yeah, he, I think he's. She's like, did you see his face? And he's like, yeah. But I think he's also. He doesn't like, know. He's that like, that's yeah, his, I don't yes. know who that guy is. He's not right. you. You're the only other. He's like, you're the only person. <laughs> he's not you. He's not James Woods. <laughs> and those are the only people I know. He's but not ba- Baron Harkonnen. But basically, what we now know is essentially that uh, that. Well, well, also because Christopher Plummer goes and talks to the parents to support yeah, immediately parents. afterwards. We just cut right to it. He's yep. like, okay, so what they've been doing is using that the funds from their fundraisers to pay the Vietnamese smuggling guy that got murdered to help them get the refugees into the country. Yes, but he got he like asked for too much money and was jeopardizing the operation. So, so Christopher like, Plummer killed kill him. him. Didn't want to. Christopher Plummer didn't want to kill him, and that's right. why we see him get dropped off at the airport. T- and he actually says like, I don't. He's like, she's like, you got, you really have to go to Israel or whatever. He's like, I really. 
don't want to this time. I just yeah. don't want to go on this trip. And then you later find out it's because he didn't go on a trip. He got dropped yeah. off at the airport, went and murdered a guy, and he feels and he's like, this is not what I signed up for. This yeah. is not like what I wanted to be doing. We're supposed to be helping people, but not he will murdering do people. But now he's like, we we have to kill this guy, or there's no other way. Yes, right. He and, doesn't uh, like it, but he'll do what it takes. Yeah. But I like, but I like that's like that ambiguity, you know, where like you, which you lose as you get further into the '80s, these kind of thrillers, where yeah. where it's sort of like, oh man, that is, boy, I don't mean he's not really a bad guy. I mean, he's doing bad. He's like fighting the other guy, you yeah. know. But, but he's, he's killing like, innocent people. He's he's you know putting his innocent own, his, people. His, his, I mean, he's killing that. He's killing. I mean, that, at the end, he's, that he's drug trying smuggler to, or whatever. In the end, he's is, trying you know? to kill William Hurt. Killed that dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he he's killed not, that dog. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm saying that like, but it's like that, you know. They're try. They are also trying to save lives. You know, the, what absolutely. They're, what they're trying to protect is it's right from his perspective. What they're trying to protect is also important and helping people. Yeah. But yeah. also, like you know, so is a, janitor, is a janitor's life worth it? I would say so. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> but for for a second, it <laughs> seems nice. like they're going to try to uh, to talk it out with William Hurt. He's William Hurt. He's a little boring. He kind of looks like Paul Dano in this. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's Great. too bad. Yeah, a uh, really sexy Paul Dano. <laughs> a sexy Paul Dano. He's uh, not all f- f- puffy like Paul Dano with <laughs> Batman. <laughs> But there's, they, a, there's a scene where he's like sitting uh, he's sitting in his house on his couch cross-legged reading a book and it's like that's the kind of guy he he's is. He's a sensitive man. <laughs> he sits on a couch cross-legged and reads a book. That's his character. <laughs> but anyway, they set they set William Hurt up. For a second Weirdo. it looks like they're going to try to talk it out with him but it's kind of a ruse. The parents want him to talk it out with him and Christopher yeah. you can see Christopher Plummer's like, "Nah, that's not going to well, work." Well, Christopher Plummer kill. like he's he's saying he's thinking that but at the time he tells the parents and in front of Sigourney Weaver too that like yes. We'll 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 smooth things over. And but and then so Sigourney Weaver is like, "Okay, meet he calls William Hurt and says, "Meet me here and we'll do this." William Hurt has no idea what what he's being uh, brought into. He thinks it's a date, so he brings like flowers and shit. He's wearing it. He's wearing a nice. This he's yeah. dressed the most, the nicest we've. we've he seen thinks him he's going to meet the parents and like be introduced as the new boyfriend. Well, because Christopher Plummer calls him and does an impression of Sigourney Weaver's. Yes, <laughs> pretty great. Hello, this is Sigourney Weaver's. This father. is Sigourney Weaver's poppy. You come meet me at the scary destination. You know where Horsey's uh, table is. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and William Hurt's like, "Ooh, okay. Well, all right then." And he Sounds shows, and, but and they both so, come at him from both sides. From both and William sides, Hurt yeah. is a super soldier, right? He, he's, but he's not but to be fucked Christopher with. Christopher Plummer has his Mossad badass henchwoman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they they all uh, have a shootout a whole at the shootout at a stable, horse, horse stable, which is awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. I like it because it's one of those uh, like how many know, horses got shot? There's so many yeah. horses. There's it's, a bunch of horses running around. We we talked about. Uh, uh, last episode, two episodes ago, when we were talking about the No Mercy, some of the action scenes in No Mercy has yeah. that feel. That, that I like those these action scenes where it's it's like kind of a mess. Yeah, really, ca- it's really like, it's chaotic. Very chaotic. And you're like, I mean, he's a he's a good soldier or whatever, but it's not. It doesn't come down to necessarily his like his skills. It's just like fuck. Ah, and his horse, like, his people horse are trying skills. not to shoot shoot horses or they're trying to try I gotta shoot this guy and there's horses running around yeah. and William everybody's Hurts, like trying not to get killed by horses. William hurts barebacking on a, on a horse. Yeah. He's buffing that horse's floor. But there's like there's Yikes. like a couple scene, shots where the, 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 there's there's this wider part of the stable where the horses can like yeah. I guess run around in, and they're Dig. just like running around in a circle because they're all rattled yeah. up. There's been gunfire and shit like that. And William Hurt is like on one of these horses. It's like really him. It looks extraordinarily dangerous. <laughs> and then there's the, also these shots, and I'm sure that there's some horse perspective involved. Sure, yeah. But where it's like Christopher Plummer, and then there's just ho- there's like yeah. horses running like it looks like two feet next to his head on both sides. Yeah. You're like Jesus Christ. It's really scary. Yeah. That's that's Christopher Plummer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, regardless, he's really in there with horses that yeah. I'm sure have been trained or are being, you know, told what to do. But also, that's but like still, it's horses hor- you know, sitting what can you on do? their high horses. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's like a really like uh, it's like a really bizarre and and fascinating uh, climax. Cool, cool yeah. climax. Like, and then, it's just you you don't see that in movies also, very often. Just like what like at that point like once everything's been revealed and they're getting this climax, I was like, okay, I was like fully in at that point because you're like, okay, this is weirder than I was expecting. Yeah. It's not just like this guy was murdered, but at a certain, because of money at a or whatever. Point, it's like, like in the shootout, you're like, geez, what's the plan here? Like oh, nobody's yeah. getting away with this. <laughs> Yeah, William, yeah, Hurt, William Hurt and Christopher Plummer are just kind of like, just wrestling. What in, happens in the, to the well, woman? The horse well, shit. then the cop she runs. She just she she, she just she, takes she, off. She take, there's like horses running down the street, and she likes the cop. When the cops show up, she's she like bolts. She's like ooh, and like skitters off into the right. shadows. There's to a like, shot. To like, I assume to go back and be like, well, that didn't work out. Yeah. Bonda, no, let's now we have to figure out a whole new uh, plan to get these people but out. But then of the, then the then the cops show up, and Christopher Plummer is trapped, and he he suicide he suicides. He, suicide by cops. he, he doesn't because. He, uh, William Hurt gets out, and then Christopher Plummer comes out, and he's like unarmed. Mm-hmm. He's been disarmed at this point, and then he sees Sigourney Weaver get out of a cab and start running towards him. And that's when he's like, he's like, yeah. he's, he's like basically like, eh, it's either I don't. Know. He's like, I can't face like all this. I don't yes. want to face her and me going to jail and all this stuff. I'm a 64 year old man. So I don't does, go to jail. I've been a 64 year old man for most <laughs> since 1953. <laughs> uh, you know, so he does a little reach into his coat, pretending he's getting a gun, and, and uh, the cops shoot cops him. Shoot him. A lot. They shoot yeah. it well. well we, not we, both, we know how the cops actually are. not yeah. both of the cops shoot him. Just the one cop, the non Morgan Freeman cop, shoots yeah. him, and he, then he goes like, "This is for my good son, <laughs> yeah. the, the one who died, Macaulay Culkin, the good son." And this is for me having to put up with my bad son who's still alive, Elijah Wood, <laughs> the bad, bad son. son. Uh, there's also a shot in here where, when the cops are pulling up and you see that they've got their sirens on they're pulling up the street and then there's like three horses barreling down the street <laughs> you gotta be like well, yeah, oh these, shit because these horses are just loose now let's see we're re- responding to a caller oh my god three horses coming at us. <laughs> oh my god I, that's not what I was expecting there are 100% more horses in this movie than I was expecting. <laughs> so many horses at the end. That's was, a lot of horses. I was like not expecting one horse, and there's a lot. I would say it's like 40 horses. Like when there was one horse, I was like, okay, one horse. Yeah, they're riding a horse in Central Park, sure. And then when there were like a lot of horses, I was like, I did not expect a lot of horses. <laughs> they should have called this movie Horses. Horses. <laughs> People would have not been disappointed. I horses. Horse witness. <laughs> I witness horse. I witness This horse. movie should have ended with a horse. Horse police. A horse doing a... Doing like a report. This is me reporting from high horse clumping horse witness news. Somebody put some more peanut butter on my teeth. And then he goes like, "Also, though, I'm really depressed or whatever." Jack Horseman. (laughs) Oh, fucking bullshit. (laughs) I'm gonna go do some heroin now. But also, though, like things are very serious. Oh no, you. (sighs) Oh wow, he's struggling with the drugs again. Okay, another season. But anyway, then we're doing this again, huh? So then, (laughs) how many seasons? Seven? Oh no. Uh, (laughs) Okay, it's done. Okay, it's done now. Good. He's always in. He's in jail. Well, what a way to. But that's how it ends. Uh, and they and they don't even and they, they don't and, like, and like Sigourney comes up to him and they kind of like they're like kind of hugging. But it isn't sort of they they go out on that. It yeah, isn't yeah. like I I'm a, you could easily just go and then they part ways there. I mean who yeah, knows? Yeah. I mean it's good that they don't do that. I guess because you like. For for those who are invested in their romance yeah. at all, but it's a, like a really well, well made like tight movie too. So they, yeah. they you don't get more after that. You get this crazy horse action scene, action scene. Sigourney and William Hurt kind of together going like, "Whoo, how about that?" The cop going roll I, credits. The cop going like, "I looked like he was reaching for a gun. That's why I shot him fifteen times." <laughs> we do this all the time. Uh, suicide, suicide by cop is actually probably invented. Yeah, it's not a, a pretty, real thing. <laughs> it's a pretty tight. It's just what we say after we shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty tight thriller that uh, while, while also while also yes. while also being 
like very loose and digressive and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, there's even like it's just like there's scenes where like when James Woods' character gets is in the back car, backseat of the cop car, yeah, and he because he shows up at the, you know everybody show, shows up at the end of the movie, but he gets picked up by the cops and he's like. I'm a scumbag, but I didn't kill that guy. We yeah, got to yeah. go go this, you know, this is what's going, here's something that's going on, you know, kind of thing. It's just funny because there's like, then there's a funny, t- just him talking to the cops, but it is even at the end when it's like heading towards the climax, it still is digressing a little where the cops are yeah. like, now the cops are going to chat with James Woods for a second. Yeah, even though we, even though we on the know soundtrack. he's not the killer. Yeah. You know? Uh, this is James Woods. Um, he's just uh, a line that James Woods says, and you know it's you know it's convincing because it's James Woods saying it, and he's a no- notorious sleazebag. But he's talking about <laughs> how he wants to date a younger woman. He goes, and, and, or he's dating a younger woman or something, and and William Hurt goes, she's awful young, isn't she? and he goes, young is good. Everybody wants them young. Ugh. You, <laughs> you. That is James Woods, who is noted noteworthy in, uh, as a sex pest for for younger yeah. women. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Although, I, uh, although at least I guess in this movie he's he's actually he's not old yet. So no, he yeah, was, he's, he's fifty eight in this movie. Wow, yeah, thirty. Wow, know. he is old. Always been old. James Always Woods been old. Is, James Woods is very old. Uh, this is this is when Plummer is doing his is. impression of uh, Sigourney Weaver's father. This is really there's some funny stuff in this movie. Uh, you call I'm calling for a moose and squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then William Hurt is just fully convinced that this is yeah. this is her dad, and he goes, "I should warn you, I'm really crazy about your daughter." And Christopher Plummer just goes, "Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Alan. Thanks a lot. Uh, Thanks a lot. Thanks. That's great. Uh, ratings, uh, three and a half Juds. Hmm. I feel like I could go four, but I just." I'm not fully there, but I did really enjoy this movie. I was very surprised by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's full of really good actors. The plot is mysterious and comes together very well. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, the looseness of it was very very novel to me. Yeah, it's, it's funny how loose it is, but then also how everything ties together. Right, it doesn't feel it, like slack at all. It's like, but that's what's so. It's like one of those weird cases where you go like. Oh, okay. This is kind of meandering over here, yeah. over here. But then at the end, when everything kind of comes together, you go like, oh well. Okay, all those things yeah. were part of the thing. I would, Interesting. I would say it's a unique film. You yeah. could you could say they keep throwing things at you, but it doesn't feel it feels like they're they're delicately elegantly yeah. serving them up to you. But it is one goddamn thing after another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the horse shit at the end is fucking cool. So it's wild. <laughs> uh, two Douglases. Sure. For the 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 floor buffing. Yeah. And uh, and what have you? There's no like on screen nah. hanky panky. No. No nudity. No nudity. Yeah. Uh, and just as just his general creepy vibe, yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it a, a hundred horses. <laughs> just so many horses. Yeah. <laughs> just, just horses running around. It's, it's it's one of those things where you're like, this looks dangerous. Yeah. I'm sure that there was horse wranglers and all, but isn't this this has got to be dangerous? Yeah. I can see the actor. On, he's on one of the horses in the middle of a bunch of horses. Ten yeah. out of ten trampled Christopher Plummer. So many horses. <laughs> Uh, I'm just. I'm gonna go ahead and be the and be the four Judd guy. Hmm. I mean, this is just was a, d- a fucking delight. Uh, it was just like fr- w- from the moment it started with that cool like pan around shot to the uh, the that sound that weird sound reveal and just like all these actors in it that I like and and Morgan Freeman and you're just sort of like God damn, this is just all the stuff I like in a movie. And I'd never. I, I don't think I even heard of this before. Or if I had it, it hadn't registered in, in in my brain in any sort of way, so I was just yeah. delighted. I was like, I was just gleeful the whole time watching this movie, <laughs> start to finish, because then it, and then it ends with this crazy horse climax. You're just like, fuck yeah, man! Um, Unexpected. 
Unexpected. Um, I'm going to give it uh, one Douglas for the floor buffing. And I'm going to give it um, uh, <laughs> possibly two weeks moonlighting as a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't have the exact number. I really needed to get the uh, just the exact movements of janitors down. I, I needed to know how to sweep the floor. There's no way to learn how to sweep a floor without watching another person <laughs> do it for two weeks. Two uh, weeks. Two weeks. I'm gonna give it three and a three and a half. I, it's like it's like al- almost a four, but not quite. Yeah. It didn't quite buff my floors fully, mm. but like I but I mean like but it was also like that second but coat. it bumped over the three, Judds just because it was like, uh, like it was weird, appreciably weird. Yeah. It was like oh this is way different than I was expecting. Yeah. Like when the killer's Christopher Plummer, you're like okay. But then when the killer's Christopher Plummer and he's like, here's why I did it. You're like, oh, how weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did not expect that all that stuff to tie into the to the plot, the yeah. new plot. That's cool. Um, I guess two two Douglases. It's like, it's not really like, it isn't, yeah. I mean, I almost go two and a half just because I think he's a creep. Two uh, and a half for no nudity? But not Come really, yeah. But I mean, just because he's like, because it's just like, it's more like that time and the vibe and you kind of, it's like any movie you watch like this from that period where like the William Hurt character is the main character and he's like, hey, I'm just creepily hitting on you, woman who would have no reason to fucking go out with me in real life. And she's like, okay, I will. This is what yeah. the movie, this is what I'm supposed to do in this hey, movie. You, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman at one point uh, is talking about, because they check his background because they to see if William Hurt's a... Uh, and they go, he's clean, but he's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, the movie itself is like, this is a strange guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean, it's like that thing where, like, these you're like, don't, yeah. don't hit on women like it, this. That sort of don't. thing has not aged well. No, no it's just, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, but it's, like, I feel that, I feel similarly to, like, some of Bill Murray's uh, treatment of Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters, a movie that I love. You know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that movie does a good job. <laughs> eventually but at first you're kind of like it is kind of similar isn't it extremely forward and Sigourney Weaver having to be like what yeah maybe it's just Sigourney Weaver am I I into this I'm into this I am I guess I have to have like a character that like to to, for anybody to believe even remotely that Sigourney Weaver would go out with any man they have to have a character who's super forward with her because otherwise she'd be be like uh, you look at this woman she'd be like no fuck off yeah fuck you I'm Sigourney Weaver you go fuck yourself they have to be super forward and they have to save her life at some point yeah Them's the rules. Uh, I had one, but I forgot. I'm gonna give it uh, one wheelchair bound Baron Harkonnen dead, <laughs> who sadly shows up on his uh, doorstep. Has to be carried up like a wa- to the fourth floor walk up. Dad, how did you get here? I hitchhiked. And that is really. I like how he's got a beer up. can in his drink holder oh, too yeah. on his wheelchair. He's great. That is really William Hurt carrying him up some stairs too. Like, damn. Yeah, that's a big guy. William Hurt. He he's the. Uh, he studied. He guide, studied he for studied, two weeks on how to two carry Kenneth McMillan up a stairs. Guy I carriers. took a Harkonnen carrying class <laughs> for two weeks. Two. He's weeks. well. He's he's ingested some of the spice. Ah, that would do it. He yeah. is the Quitsaw Tatterack. Yeah, guy, from what I what I heard, I've heard his name is a killing word. Oh, William Hurt was in that TV Dune miniseries. <laughs> it's right. He played Duke Leto in that. Mm, weird. <laughs> it all comes. This was back, all part of the research. It all comes back to Dune. <laughs> I went forward in time and studied myself playing uh, D- D- Dune's dad in the TV Dune yeah. series, and went back in time and was able to carry Baron Harkonnen from the David Lynch Dune. Up and the reason stairs. he knew how to do that was from the altered states time travel that he. That yeah, he could, yeah, he, he could travel. He could travel through, through different states in his. In I his had mind. to be a monkey man while I was time traveling, I but those are the rules. And killed a small sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Actual line he has in that movie. Uh, yeah, all right. All right. 1985's. 
the mean season. Yeah. I don't want to see my name in the paper next to pictures of dead bodies anymore. Reporters report, which happens to be the one thing you do really well. Anderson. It was me. I killed her. A situation has developed where a reporter is materially involved in the story he's covering. When he calls again, it'll be to tell you he's killed somebody else. I'm locked into this thing. It's turned into a collaboration. It's a lot easier to find a victim than it is. A, the mean a movie I watched a few days ago, have seen twice in the last year, I, and don't remember anything about. <laughs> I've seen this movie. Me and Matt are pro- probably the only people in history to have watched this movie twice in a year, possibly including the the, the director yeah. of this film. I did not. I watched it last Monday, and so I did not also watch it again yesterday or something. <laughs> I think that this movie is perfect. Is right down the line. Oh yeah. But I also have to say, like, I did. This is a movie you do not need to see twice. No. And watching it the second time, it was a little bit of a chore. But I don't think it was a chore the first time. No, I enjoyed it. Because it's got Kurt I can, Russell, I can guarantee it. who I love. It's it's, uh, it's, stra- it's like a straight... It's For me, this is like straight three Judds. Like, this is like... Absolutely. This is like, fine. Did but, you did did you did its job and like I didn't get kind of bored until towards the end. I was uh, I was <laughs> disappointed to realize uh, that the previous film by this director and it's the only other movie by this director that I'm familiar with is the great Richard Farnsworth movie The Gray Fox. Wow. Yeah, he also directed this weird Christmas movie called uh, One Magic Christmas that I remember watching as a kid that is like su- surprisingly dark where Harry Dean Stanton plays like an That's angel right. in this like. This woman's kids die in a car accident or something. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's it's very. Pretty demented. I remember like watching it as a kid. Like they, someone, rent, one of my relatives rented it for us, and it was just like, well, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> and I think it like ultimately is one of those you know uh, things where it's like. I think everything's kind of fine at the end or whatever. Yes. But it's also like when you're a kid and you're watching, you're like, did that family just fucking drive off into a river and die? What's happening? Wow. It's like Santa Claus the movie where you're like, why is this Christmas kids movie upsetting me? Yeah. <laughs> like a garish like, corporate satire. Truly yeah. the last thing that this uh, that a children's Christmas movie should do is upset and disturb you. Yeah. Uh, Very weird. Yeah, I distinctly remember it's like a mom and her kids and they get carjacked or something after yes, coming out of Jesus. the store and like yeah, they get, I haven't seen it since I killed. was a child, but like yeah. uh, I saw it like I saw it more than once as a kid. Uh, anyway, he directed that and then he died uh, pretty young. He was in his forties. Oh, I looked geez. him up just to see what he directed because I was I was like this movie's kind of interesting. I right. was like this guy's not bad. Gray Fox is fucking awesome. Gray Fox is great. Yeah. 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 So I think he must be he, uh, he must be Canadian. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, that's pretty much why. That's why he died early. That's why he died young. That's why he died early. That's why he made a weird Christmas movie. That's the that's what the leaf stand the red leaf stands for on their flag is that you're gonna die young. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't also, know that. it's because it's, it's the, a pot leaf. You know, yeah, it's beca- a red pot leaf because of the because of the national healthcare system. Well, they you're sm- gonna die young. They smoke maple leaves. In, they smoke in Canada, maple leaf pot. And that shit will fuck you that they just, way up. They grow oh, yeah. the they grow the weed in maple syrup. Yeah, if you smoke maple leaves, it's like a five-minute uh, psychological break. It's uh, like a psychotic. It's break like salvia. It's like well, worse than that. Yeah, it only la- in, in, like tec- technically it only lasts five minutes. My but friend, in your brain, it's like a million. My years. friend smoked some some maple leaves, and uh, he said it was like spending an eternity as paint drying on a wall. Absolutely, as it was the, as on, the but paint. it was only five minutes. Yeah, you're the paint. Yes, it's like taking the jaunt from that Stephen King uh, short yeah. story. If you if you if you do yeah. it awake. Yep. 
The uh, they they smoke you out when you're born there <laughs> with the maple leaves, and if you survive, then you get your Canadian citizenship right away when you're born. But if you freak out, then they just throw you into the woods. Yeah, they throw He's you in that. They throw you handle. in that pit from 300 in, in the baby pit. But with if you crawl animals. out of the pit and survive, they make you prime minister. <laughs> yeah, as a tradition, and that's what happened with the both with of the Trudeaus. Trudeaus. Yeah, <laughs> as a tradition. Yeah, uh, as Justin, tradition. Justin, and Gary. Yeah, is Gary Trudeau the prime minister? Uh, he's he's one of the nephews. Gary Trudeau, the Gary Trudeau, author the, of, the creator of, of Dewsbury. Yeah, he's yes. Prime Minister of Canada yeah. also. Okay, but this movie doesn't it's take place in Canada It's a wonderful day for Canada, Canada and of course therefore the world. Uh, this movie takes place during during the titular mean season in Florida. Which is? Hurricane season. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just like Presumably. people are jerkier? Because there's, right, a, cause there's yeah, a... It's just when the weather's being mean. Heavy storm at the end of it. <laughs> but yeah. then also this this serial killer guy played by Richard Jordan is being is being mean too. Yeah. Yeah, He's I, killing people. I, I love it in movies. Uh, this, this doesn't happen very often when the serial killer in a movie is his M.O. is he just shoots people. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be doing anything else with them. But like what's, shoots them in the back of the head. It, what's <laughs> funny though is that like... Because it's so weird, because uh, I just rewatched Summer of Sam recently, uh-huh. and like one of the most notorious serial killers, Sure, that's what he did. But I mean, his crimes were still I mean, like, somewhat all, sexually motivated, other things like that. But he didn't, but he didn't like, no, he didn't anybody assault anybody. assault anybody. He like just shot people. But I mean, like what's weird, in the, the Zodiac Killer like shot people. Yeah. Like, like it's funny because we think like, oh, serial killers, they, they only always do fucked sure, up sure. shit. And then you're like, probably most of these serial killer mass murderers are, are actually just going around shooting people. Oh, absolutely. People. But it's just, in this movie, he doesn't even seem to have like, he doesn't even have like a... a Pathology. No, there's no dog telling him to do it or anything. Yeah. He just, he wants to kill five people because he, he wants to get attention, basically, is, seems yeah. to be the whole deal there. Uh, it's 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 a movie that's pretty stupid, it's honestly, pretty, and it's pretty bare. Like it's it's pretty bare. I mean, that's why I liked it. I think but it's because it's, it's just it's, doing the thing. It's like, hey, you we're we're gonna make a thriller, and it's like not poorly made. That's at what's all kind of jarring about it. Whatever. He's it's it's like a journalism movie. It's it's uh, like a yeah. serial killer from the side of the journalist. It's like it's like almost in in some ways because it's, it's made completely differently, but it's almost like seven if it was like a journalist that the yeah. serial killer was fucking with. That's He's v- even got a numbers based like yeah, killing yeah. system, yeah, which, he, is, which, wants, which is just like the the number of people he's yeah. killed. <laughs> he, he like wants the attention of this guy, uh, but like, but it's like really well made. He apes the the styles of all the president's men like pretty accurately, which yeah. and it all like tricks your brain into going like this is a real movie. And it's got a pretty good Florida cast, you know, like Andy Garcia, Joey Pants is in it. Joey fucking yeah, Pants. Richard Richard Mazur is his like editor. Yeah. I like I love a young Andy Garcia. He turned up in that Eight Million Ways to Die too. Yeah, yeah. Where I really and, and I think that's also in Florida too, right? Uh, believe that's in L.A. Oh, okay. But either way, I really like young Andy Garcia. He's got kind of a fun energy to him. Even in Jennifer 8? And I'm just saying that because I don't like older Andy. I'm a, I was very <laughs> happy years to later, see I don't William like Andy Smith Garcia show anymore. up in this movie late in the game. Who's uh, that? William Smith? Oh, yeah. A real brief, real brief sort of oh, yeah. almost cameo from William Smith. Just, and he's just like... Grizzled weirdo doing William like Smith. A, doing, doing a William doing Smith like, thing. But just doing a, a monologue. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> get, do we, I, get we Wings Hauser in here. Where's My Wings character Hauser? will be played by Wings Hauser or Michael Madsen later on. That's great. I prefer me William Smith. Just oh, a 100%. weirdo. I've been in 300 fucking movies. Yep. Um, but yeah, but like it, it'll trick you in because because of the way that it's made, there'll be like long wonders of serious uh, men like talking about serious stuff, <laughs> and it lo- reminds you of these better movies. Yeah. But then the plot is like very stupid, and like some stuff happens in it that is tonally really fucked and obnoxious. 
Not in a ways that make, made me hate it per se. No, but it's just like uh, there. You had a potential to do something kind of interesting here, and it's it's like the most bare bones idea, like version of the premise you could imagine. Absolutely, they don't really. It doesn't really gin up any suspense or dread. It's uh, it, most of it. Most of this thriller takes place in like harshly lit offices. Yeah, you know it's. Like, all the President's Men had the benefit of the type of intrigue we were dealing with yeah. and the novelty of the premise at the time and the way in which the investigation is conducted. You know, the, so, that's so, that movie is so much about the process of their journalism. And this is just like, uh, there's a guy shooting people. He calls Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is annoyed. And, uh, Kurt then, Russell's trying to quit his job. Yeah, he wants to quit his job, and then it's over. But but they can't let him quit because he's the best. He's the best. This is one of the funny- well, Also, they can't let him quit now because- Or he doesn't want to quit. Because There's the, a part of the He killer. doesn't want to quit once the killer calls it's him, like and he's a, like involved in the thing because he's like, oh, well, I wanted to leave because I was bored with my job. And his girlfriend doesn't like that they live Nero in Florida. Hemingway. Yeah. It's a, but it's also like a, a quintessential cop movie cliche where the girlfriend's like, when are you going to stop being a cop? And he's like, I'm try- I am trying to get out of it, but I can't get away because the excitement yeah. is sharp on the edge, too right? hard to be. leave. And exactly. But he's not a cop. He's a journalist. So yeah. like, why is his girlfriend give a shit that he stops being yeah. a journalist? Well, does she want? Because it seems it's like- weird. It seems like- She wants he, to move. It seems like he she wants to quit. Move. And they've- Well, I think it seems like he wants to quit. She's- They've planned on moving and he keeps not quitting. And so she keeps going like, well- I don't know. Yeah, it didn't seem so much like she was like, "Quit your job as a journalist." I I suck because Meryl Hemingway is like charming in this. I don't know. She's fine. she's fine. She's fine. I mean, she's not. She like, plays his she's girlfriend. Not like, she's she not plays like the girlfriend. She's not like uh, like. I don't know. I didn't see her as like a as like as much of like a. Uh, she's not like a true or, true or anything. Or well, harpy, also like from the movie's are. perspective, because we only meet this character when he's doing this one story. Uh, it, it is a sort of thing that he should just probably leave alone. Yeah. So she's right about that. Then he and he's getting too tied up in it. Well, he, in this and, case, and, he, and for because sure. this is really doing his career so well, yeah. then then he's getting a big head about it and stuff. So the, this case in particular is fucking with him. But she kind of like wanted him to leave that life earlier on. So maybe this happens to him every time he gets a story. I don't right. fucking know. I mean, because um, well, in the beginning of the movie when we first meet her, they are planning on moving. Yes. So they've already planned on moving, and she's got to like quit. This her is job like the scene in, in Bringing Out the Dead where he's like, "I'm quitting," and they're like, "No, you're not." And he's like, yeah, I'm quitting. And like, nah, here's your next job. You, you know, swore like, you'd fire me. You swore <laughs> you'd fire me. If I I'll fire you later. I'll fire you later. You you can't can't do this one thing. I just can't fire you today. <laughs> I love that. That is, a, that is a great. <laughs> but he's, movie. but here's the. This is one of the funny, uh, one of the funny running things through this movie that, that amused me to no end. Where it's just like he's the best. Yeah, he's the best at doing this regular. They're beat, gonna beat send reporting. him up. They're gonna send him up onto that comet that's gonna blow up Earth, and he's gonna have to drill too. Yeah, and that's why the uh, the, he'll, the he'll killer calls the, him. He likes his writing. He'll write this. He'll write it. <laughs> he's just writing. It's not like editorials. He's just writing the regular boilerplate reporting, like re- news, like on the ground news reporting. So he'll write an article that says teenager found murdered. Yeah. Yeah. And people are reading it going like, what a great article. They're like, what's well, so great? And somebody even goes, I read it twice. <laughs> I read it twice because the prose was so dynamic or something. I he's so good. It's just regular ass newspaper reporting. I don't know. And is there's it, one point where dead art. there's the one point where there's a lady who's like his like works next to him, and he's like give it give the job to her, and she's like nah, she what is she gonna fuck it up? She's not gonna do the va- basic journalism stuff that <laughs> well, he she does. Is, she is a where, woman. I, I she's know. not gonna report that the thing happened, and here's where. <laughs> 
Go talk to a cop. <laughs> go talk to a witness. <laughs> Put it all down. Yeah. I like I like Joey it's Pants so in weird. this too. Yeah, who's just constantly taking He's pictures the photographer, of yeah. in everybody's face. It's yeah. a it's a good casting on those and a lot of this stuff because you're just like as soon as you see a character, you're like, oh, I know. Oh, this guy. I know what kind of guy he is. Oh, I know what kind of they're. You know, they're not casting Joey Pants outside of his his box or right. whatever in this. Oh, for sure. Or or even when William Smith comes, you know, he has a big monologue, but you see this guy and you go like, okay, I kind of right. I, I get what the, I get with this guy. And there's a couple of great scenes in it because it's Florida and it's 85 where yep. both Joey Pants and Kurt Russell get to wear fantastic shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic short shorts. Yeah. And you're like, man, oh man, what a time that was. And uh, Oh, and there's an obligatory- and Richard uh, Jordan plays the killer. We should probably point that out. Richard yeah. Jordan- uh, Which we don't know for a while, but it's also one of those where the movie's just not showing you him for a while. It's not like a mystery. They, they, yeah. Well, they trick you in the one scene because he, he meets him, Yeah. and then it's like, you had him. Yeah. And so then you know, oh, now I know what he looks like. But up right. to that point, you don't know what he looks like. But then for like the last- long last section of the movie you do know <laughs> but if it, but it's richard jordan and if you're matt and me then you you obviously know him the best as the uh secretary of defense in hunt for red october mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. guy who goes i'm a politician which means when i'm not kissing babies i'm stealing their lollipops what the? you could hop from oh, gleaman to iceland you... to scotland without getting your feet wet that's why you oh andre oh andre did you lose he's also in ship? he's also in he... dune he plays duncan idaho in dune is our second dune alumnus in yes. this uh, okay awesome podcast Wow! Yeah, he's great. Real yeah, he's, heavy. he's fine in this. I mean, he's he's doing his best. Yeah, oh, he's good. He's I not, mean, he's not given much to do. I mean, he's just he's you're crazy. Well, yeah. what kind of crazy? He's well, just like a crazy guy. The scene, the one scene before where he's pretending to be someone else is pretty fun. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's a real. He's, a thing he's playing there. a real yeah. sweaty, gross Florida guy. <laughs> before it's like revealed, he's brace. just a different kind of sweaty Florida guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a master of disguise. <laughs> sort of. Which is a th- another thing that we find out later on. I guess he's a master of disguise. The Duke of Disguise. Uh, yeah. And so he basically just starts calling up Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, they, they, get, they get him to write the one article about the first victim. Yeah. And his writing is so fucking good that it sets the world on fire. And Richard Jordan's like, I love this guy. I love the way he writes. And so he becomes obsessed with him. And then it's just sort of like he keeps calling Kurt Russell. And then uh, Kurt Russell becomes, get this, a part of the story. He'll keep uh, calling what? me. He'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me. I always think of Cameron from Ferris Bueller. <laughs> uh, I love Richard Mazur as his boss too. He's really funny. He is really he, funny. He, like he's like kind of whispering all of his lines. It's yeah. really like he's doing a very fun performance where he's like, "Hey man, just get out there and keep doing this." He's like the devil on his shoulder. It's or like really, Mariel Hemingway's. The like, are you sure what you're doing is right? And maybe he's like, "What you're doing is right." You're do- what you're doing is right. Keep doing it. It's great. It's but great. I mean, oh man. Hey, look. Hey, if I, you leave after I, this, I after this story, I'll break your fucking, I'll break your fucking arms, man. Break, am I, I'll, am I'll I right break, in suggesting that nothing materially transpires during the course of this movie? I mean, like, there's a bunch of murders. Uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, the, it's pretty spare. They're all the same, and then like, at the, and then you're like, when is she gonna get kidnapped? And then lo and behold, she does. And it's like a finally a fucking hurricane and some fan boats. Let's go. Yeah, there's a there's also a scene that I that I found just like uh, tonally completely out of whack. For the, the, oh yeah, which one? Like, which one? It's uh, it's early too, and it's the it's in you, the movie's been going like we're trying to be like all the president's men, but with a serial killer, right? And you're like, right. sure. And then, it, but and it's but it's like we're trying to show what it's really like, and we're trying to use a kind of semi realistic uh, tone to it. 
And you're like, I'm on board. And then uh, there's the scene where his you see Mariel, Mariel Hemingway taking a shower, <laughs> and then they, and then they shoot this like fake fake out like suspense scene where you see like a door opening, oh, and then the right. music, then the, the actual diage- or not di- non diegetic music starts playing that's like real spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, what's gonna happen? And then she even leans out, and you see her boobs, mm-hmm. and you're, the movie's like, huh, some boobs, and you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gratuitous nudity all of a sudden, and then it's like bah, and it's, then they, they do like a sting, and it's just Kurt Russell. And he's like, ah ha ha, I got you. It was a prank. Yeah, and so it, and then that, and that happens again was, later on where she pranks him, and you're like, what kind of movie is this? It was so early in the movie that I was like, well, it's just gonna be Kurt. It's Russell. like a joke. Yeah. And it is a joke, <laughs> but yeah, it is but weird. It is weird. They turn up all the they turn up all the suspense stuff. I mean, it's a, it scene. almost feels like they're like, "Fuck!" This, this movie's about eighty-two minutes. Juice it up a little at the Juice beginning. Juice it up, Let's even if some, you have to fake it. Yeah. There's and also a scene where he gets in the shower. Oh no, that's the scene where he gets the in the same shower scene, and he gets in the shower clothes. with her. And yeah. she's like, "Oh, you." She's like, "Are you quitting?" He's like, "I'm definitely quitting. I'm not writing a paper. I'm not writing a series of stories about a serial killer right now. Ever again. Right now, I'm not doing that." Uh, thing that you told me that we're, I'm not doing. I need you to quit being a journalist, even though you're the best journalist who ever lived. Well, he can be the best journalist no one in can Colorado. Else, no or one wherever. else can do this job. And then, why? Remind me why William Smith is in the movie. He is the guy that the uh, the killer was pretending to be. Right. right. He's like, I was weird. I was weird when I saw my name in your uh, newspaper. But yes. But then he knows. But then he it, knows the guy. He's just a guy that Richard Jordan had known before, yeah. and he just used his uses name. an alias. And, and so then, it's actually kind of a. But he tells a whole story about him. It's it's, it's really a yeah, lucky. It's, yes. It's a little like that scene in Zodiac where they like right. go to that factory, and he's the guy's like. You and know, it's Roger there's Rabbit. A, there's a whole story about this. Uh, yeah. No. 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 Not Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit takes him into the basement. It's uh It's uh Is it Niles from? It's not Niles. No, from, it's not I don't Niles. believe David. <laughs> but anyway, there's a whole thing at this factory, and the guy like basically is like, "Oh yeah, this guy's real weird," and I worked with him for a long time. Right? Yeah, he's you know, so, super. He's totally. That's a creep. what this scene is basically like. That, but there's like a, but it's William Smith, and there's a, a it's hurricane fr- it's, going it's on. Frankly, in, in it's frankly a really lucky break. Yeah. <laughs> in the case that happens at the right time. Is well, this, I is mean, this, it's not even a break. Is, they give he gives them this guy's name. Yeah. Well, no, but this is after he's well, no, but yeah, but this is after like he met with the guy. Right. Okay, so yeah, it is towards the end, right? So it's not like a lucky. It's just that this guy. It's not lucky necessarily, as so much as like this guy. He wrote this article and it had this guy's name, and the guy's like, "I thought it was weird. My name was in this article you wrote." Yeah, uh, I do know the guy who. I think I know the guy who you're probably trying to catch. I didn't think of it until I saw that. I'm gonna give you a bunch of information. It's, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be enough. Anyway, it'll I hope be he enough. Hope he doesn't kidnap your girlfriend and take her out to the Everglades. Yeah. Oh shit. And so, and so this so Richard Jordan's got this re- relationship with Kurt Russell, where he's obsessed with Kurt Russell, and this is doing wonders for Kurt Russell's career. He's now he's going on TV. Yeah, people can't get enough of his amazing writing. It's just, each article is the great better American than the last. novel. Each article is better, and it's getting better and better. People are reading these articles multiple times because the writing is so good. The prose just flies off of the page at you. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and Kurt Russell's getting a big head about things, but he's also getting like stressed out. He's becoming a part of the case, and now people are interviewing him. The journalist can you imagine they're going up to him and going like mr kurt russell do you know what's gonna happen and he's like leave me alone you vultures (laughs) things are getting out of hand here and during this time uh richard jordan the serial killer is starting to get jealous because he's taking attention away from him yeah he's like this was supposed to be about me and i know yeah 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 the greatest writer who ever lived and that's why i picked you but now let's get the attention back to me too much so he pulls this gambit that i that uh, frankly this is what's, what's the plan 
This is one of many things in the movie where like a thing happens and then there's fallout after it, and you're like, is that what would happen? That what's the fallout? Why? Um, where like the, Richard Jordan uh, tricks him into meeting him as a witness, a, a guy. Yeah. He's like pretends yeah. to be a guy who knows the serial killer. And from our perspective, the movie watcher, we don't know for sure because right. we haven't seen his face full on. We see like side shots of his face while he's talking to him from in phone booths phone, and yeah. stuff. So Kurt Russell shows up there. And he is—he's a master of disguise, and he's pretending to be a disgusting like possum guy in a in a trailer. Yeah, and he's like got a leg brace on, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a creepy dude. <laughs> I knew that guy. I've got putting on an accent, but my voice is pretty similar." And uh, yeah, I knew that guy, and blah blah blah. He feeds him a bunch of mi- bunch of misinformation, and at a certain point, he comes—he he goes to like his bathroom. With like that's covered up with some curtains, and he comes out with a gun, and he's like, "Bam, bam!" Ha ha ha! Yeah. Anyways, nah, I'm not gonna shoot you with the gun. <laughs> I'm just a little creepy guy. Not, nothing to worry about here. Right. And then Kurt Russell like is like, "All right, well, that was all very creepy," and then leaves. And then they just find out immediately after that that was the killer. Yeah. And everybody's mad at Kurt Russell for well, not cop, figuring it out, I guess. Well, the cops are mad at him for withholding information. Yeah. Like, basically, yes. the cops are... That's who's... The most important thing is that they're rightfully mad at him for 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 getting a basically phone call. For getting a phone call from this guy going, like, I know the guy, instead of calling them and going, like, you should talk to this guy because yeah. you're investigating his crimes. He's like, I'm going to talk to him because I'm a reporter. Yes. Uh, so they're mad at him for that. But everybody's mad at him, and and like even like even the public is mad at him. Like this is like a blow yeah, well, to his know. career. <laughs> it's really weird. Like and people are. This is when like more like scrums of reporters are swarming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just sort of like I don't know. It seems like a per- perfectly innocent. Mis- I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem that bad. But, yeah. Aside from the uh, obstruction of justice, it's like well, why would anybody else care that yeah. that he did that? His bosses are mad at him. He's practically he practically just tossed off the case for it and shit. You're off the case. And this is where he's like, give me your piece and shield, Kurt Russell. And at this point, Kurt Russell will be like, your pen and pad. Yeah, (laughs) turn in your pen and pad. And at this point, Kurt Russell's having meltdowns and like exploding at his girlfriend and like, and shouting at his coworkers and stuff. He's like, I'm sorry. It's just like the whole. I'm becoming the story here as a journalist. It's crazy. Yeah. And so now at this point, we know the drama is really ratcheted up. But now he's just wearing like a suit, and he's not wearing like uh, his redneck clothes anymore. His weird, his glasses are his legs. That's his, right. Uh, he's got a. He's got a. Su- he's like a white suit on, like a white southern gentleman suit. Yeah, and he goes to help Meryl Hemingway with her car, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. Does he help? He's not helping her. He's making her car worse, and then he kidnaps he's her. Making her car worse. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm gonna have to pull these hoses. I'm gonna out. have to kidnap y'all. Then he kidnaps her. They talk to William Smith. They go chasing him through the Everglades. This is the part where I actually kind of started. I was pretty out checked during, out during this uh, action yeah. stuff. Like honestly, I was with like all the like investigative stuff and all the things that were going back and forth. But once it turned into sort of this chase movie, I was like, well, now I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, now they're gonna chase the guy. They're not gonna get him. And there's gonna be a scene at the end where they get him. There's a scene where there's a sort of confusing. <laughs> doesn't, it do, doesn't it do the Red Dragon ending? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a scene where they're where they're where they're kind of in the Everglades, and they've been on a fan boat, and now they're having like they're I don't know forty feet away from each other with these these tall thin trees, yeah. and the wind is blowing through them. And I thought that was pretty cool. It was just it's, like an interesting yeah, location. It looks good. There, there's there's yeah. stuff that looks cool. I was just like I was just like 
it was like that thing where I'm like, well, now why is it this kind of movie? I was like, I was actually more interested in the other kind of movie it was doing. It was doing just right. perfectly fine, and now it's like, but now we're like a chase movie, and I'm like, really? And it seems like it. I don't. Know, it just seemed longer to me than it needed to there's, be. Somehow. There's just none. None of it is embellished in any way. It's just very. It's very straightforward. I mean, yep. you know, there's always room for one of those. It's exactly what it says on the box kind of movies, but. Yep. I don't think this even does anything novel enough to make it even slightly memorable. Yeah. There's also a thing that it's incredibly cheap and irritating that happens right before this Everglades showdown where he's kidnapped the girlfriend and he's talking to Kurt Russell. And and at a certain point, um, uh, he's in the car with Mariel Hemingway and she's like, what are you going to do to me? And he's like, you can never understand and all this like serial killer stuff. And then he points his gun at her and then it cuts away to a shot of like the greater like Everglades and you hear a gunshot. Right. And you're like, oh no. But apparently he was just, he didn't kill her. Yeah. We find out later, yeah. And then and then later on, he's over the phone. He's like, I'm sorry for what happened to your girlfriend. And he's like, oh, no. I'm sorry, no. Boo-hoo. And then it's like, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. I mean, maybe not fine, but she's still alive. Yeah. And it's just like they just do that for... No, no reason. reason. It's like it's a total cheat. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole her being kidnapped thing is like this real drumming up false suspense section of yeah. the movie for me, where it's just sort of like, okay, well, because you're waiting for that to happen, but also kind of always crossing your fingers that they find a more interesting way to go. Yes, than like your girlfriend gets kidnapped or killed or whatever. But that yeah. leads, but that also <laughs> le- leads to another tonally completely kind of bizarre scene. So they, so they have this like shouting match in those thin trees that I was talking about, and he's like, "You, you ruined everything. This was supposed to be about me, and you stole my my right. limelight." And he's like, "Blah blah blah blah," and they shout at each other, and then and then Richard Jordan goes, "Ah, I'm, I'm gonna go do something," and he runs off. They can't really see him. You hear a gunshot, and then uh, they find a corpse. With its face blown off, yeah. it's really gnarly. Yeah. You see it for like a second, you're like, Jesus, and there's kind of not been anything that harsh yeah. the like, whole movie through. He's like, like oh, now shit. there's a guy, there's like, a fucking oh, face he's, blown he's off? He's dead. Oh, he's dead. Jeez. He is gone. And then they find Mariel Hemingway. She's alive. It turned out he didn't shoot. I guess he was just shooting into the air or something. I don't well, know. Well, no, he shot the guy. Oh, that was, I guess, cut to that. Right. <sighs> really cheap stuff, though. I mean, yeah, annoying. it's cheaply it's cheaply depicted. You're right. Yeah, and 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 so then like everything's fine. They found a corpse with its face blown up. It must be him. Well, I mean, nothing to worry about. Everything's fine, but the movie's not over yet. So. Yeah, right. And, yeah, I, like, so this happened. I checked the clock. It's like got ten minutes left. Well, I mean, it's all yeah. so you know. It's, it's those movies where it's yeah, like yeah. you know everything's fine except the movie's still going, so we're, it's not fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, of course, it ends up with a confrontation at their house. The storm. The storm is still raging. Yeah. And you get another uh, quintessential scene. Where Richard Jordan and this is reminded me of that scene in th- that second scene in Eyewitness, or or that scene in Eyewitness where they're wrestling around and and Meryl Hemingway's just going ah, <laughs> ah you're like Meryl come on do help, something help you're, a little you're almost as tall as Sigourney Weaver a little right. help yeah <laughs> uh yeah and it ends with like basically him having to make a decision whether or not to shoot this guy yeah you know. Basically, uh, like, you could call the cops and arrest him or whatever, but then he ends up shooting him. He shoots him, whatever. Because the guy yeah, won't stop. There's supposed to be some sort of gravity. Him. There's supposed to be something that this movie's mad about, I feel like, about the media or whatever, Maybe. about media sensationalism yeah. or something. I don't know, man. I, don't, I, don't, I think. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think it's just like that's where it takes place. I don't know that it's like, I don't know. It just didn't, it feels like it, for me, For me, I find, I find it entertaining, and then it was over. And I was like, okay, and then I was like, is that about anything? I mean- 
Maybe. I think it's about just sort of in a general, because just in a general sort of way, media sensationalism. Yeah, maybe. It's like we should be taking these sort of serial killer situations seriously, but the media is getting all involved in it, and uh, instead of the cops being allowed to just t- take care of the case by themselves, now it's becoming a circus. Yeah. It's not. It's obviously not know. as on the nose as like Mad City about it, and I feel like it's just tossed off because it thinks it needs to do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. this just seemed more novel. Thirty years ago, thirty-five years ago. Yeah, I mean, it is eighty-five. You got to keep in mind. I mean, I like a lot of the like a lot of the uh, newsroom, you know, the, the stuff. That's is clearly really, the stuff the director really, wanted to do. It's really cool. Like, uh, you know, I I like how it's depicted. Like, uh, all that shit is interesting, but it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know that it's saying anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like the newsroom stuff in in Superman the movie too. I think that's like really aping. Uh, all the Princess Men also. I don't know that the Superman the movie is also saying... No, that's a, a huge media critique. <laughs> <laughs> Superman so, in general. I don't know. I mean, not Since that, the 30s. <laughs> it's really so, just been about critiquing the media and but sensationalism. I, but I like the aesthetics of the uh, of, of all the stuff. There's a really funny scene earlier on where I just like these, these sort of weird... <laughs> Maybe like not incredibly knowledgeable depictions of, of media where Kurt Russell's writing his article and his boss is with him. And he's like, hold on, let me take over. And it's like they're playing a song on the piano and he just switches and yeah. takes over the article and yeah. starts right, keeps writing. He keeps with the momentum of the article. I don't know. Maybe it's I like, got this one. Maybe for someone who's like maybe ju- journalist, uh, journalist people watch these kind of things like oh, yeah, like journalism porn <laughs> just to see that kind of shit. But also maybe. They, they maybe laugh at it and go like, this is stupid. <laughs> Uh, but either way, uh, Mariel Hemingway's fine. Kurt Russell kills the guy, and uh, it's over. That's pretty much it. The, yeah. the last third is pretty f- feels pretty tacked on, and just sort of like let's get it over with. Well, it's just like that. Like, and then uh, how do we end this? We have sort of the obligatory chases action scenes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this is uh this is a <laughs> Richard Jordan. Richard Jordan's character is weird. Like he gets it. Re- I mean, he's a killer. That's that's weird in itself. But then he like gets Kurt Russell involved, and then he's so mad that Kurt Russell like makes a, th- a case. The, this it's whole just this weird. whole thing has like make any sense. You know, Roger Ebert used to do a, do a bit where he was like, "Well, why did this happen in the movie? Oh, it's because the script says so." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Like, well, don't be a big like a big fame whore serial killer. Like, right? Come on. And then and then at a certain point he goes, and this is like towards the end when the, with the showdown, and he's. He seems genuinely uh, like hurt that Kurt Russell. He's like he told him not to bring the cops. And get this, Kurt Russell brought the cops. Jesus, what the fuck? To he's the like, ki- to his hey, kid, to his kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, hey man, I said no cops. Aw, I thought we were pals. We yeah, had a thing going here. <laughs> we had a whole deal. You're like, who is this guy? This is weird. Yeah. But anyways, this is this is in the final showdown. And uh, Kurt Russell's going like, he, he's like pointing a gun at him. I'm going to have to kill you, Kurt. And he's like, but wait, no, this story could still be even better. You could be even more famous as a serial killer. And he's like, you're just talking to stay alive. God, that makes me hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's pretty funny. God, that makes me hate you. Fascinating. Uh, you're becoming more important to me. What do you want me to do, Christine? I'm locked in. This is when he's yelling at his girlfriend right. about the the whole deal that they're in. I mean, in her defense, like uh, she, he did literally say, like, yeah, 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 I quit, and we can and we can move. And so she's like, great, I'm gonna quit my job then. And then he, she did, and he's like, I'm locked in. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep doing this story because I'm I suck. <laughs> And this is uh, just a little taste of kind of how Richard Jordan talks for a little bit. It seems like they're trying to establish him. They're trying to establish him as a classical sort of flowery, uh, baroque right. kind of serial killer. And he, right. this is when he's talking about one of the um, uh, 
murder scenes. He's like, he's like, I need you to go to a location. You're going to smell something that's going to test your writing abilities. It had a sweetness to it, and at the same time, something that reaches into your body and twists your insides. He's talking about dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Cool. Talking about Show dead bodies. me your writing capabilities. <laughs> uh, ratings. Two and a half Judds. Mm-hmm. This is right down the middle. Half interesting, half boring. Like it's just I don't know. I ch- I seen like I said I seen this twice in a year. I checked out both times. I I you know it was three days ago when I watched this last. I remember extremely little about it already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do enjoy Richard Jordan and Kurt Russell's always fun to watch. Yeah, Kurt, like quintessential Kurt Russell performance. Yeah. He's perfectly he's Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's perfectly cromulent. We talked about it on a different episode where it's Kurt Russell is so good at like he he can be like, he'll be like you know he's intense as like a weird strange character or like also he's like one of those rare movie stars who can play a regular guy yeah. and actually make it make it and believable. You go like, yeah, this, this guy seems like a regular guy. Like you know all these other actors when they try yeah. to do it, you go like I don't believe John Travolta is would be a regular guy or right. fucking Tom Cruise. Are you kidding me? But you yeah. can but but Kurt but Russell can. Kurt Russell, you Snake Plissken, like, and he can be fucking stuntman Mike, and he can be unlawful entries milk toast husband, or this guy, yeah. yeah, or this guy who's just also like I am just a journalist. I'm yeah. there's nothing. I'm not like, not, yeah. not a tough nope. guy. Nope. Yeah, just sort of a cocky whatever. Silkwood. Yeah, great fucking <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, Kurt Russell. So great. yeah, two and, two and a half Judds. I'm gonna give it one Douglas for the gratuitous Mariel Hemingway nudity. Crazy. And I'm gonna give it one William Smith. Yeah. My favorite part of the movie. God damn it, Mal, you're fucking so talented. <laughs> holy shit. I read your re- re- most recent article, Another Teenager Found Murdered, and holy shit. <laughs> this is almost as good as Headless Body and Topless Bar. Here, let me read the it, Citizen let me, Kane let me, of let me, articles. Let me read some, I know you wrote it, but let me read some of it out loud to you. Today in Canoga Park, <laughs> oh. another teenager was found murdered. Oh, I got goosebumps. It looks like she was shot in the back of the head. Sources say, oh, I love it when you say sources Sor- say. Sources oh. say, it looks like it's it's a homicide. Authorities are investigating. What a great article. They made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. I'm going to kiss the article. <laughs> Here I am. Oh, man, I'm rubbing it against my crotch. Dog bites man? <laughs> it's just beautiful, Mal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, two and a half, quintessential two and a half star movie. Maybe, like, when I saw it, I, uh, I think I gave it three stars on Letterboxd when I saw it last year, and it went down a little bit, because it's just, this is not a movie you you should watch twice. No. You might be, you might get a kick out of it, a kind of a kick out of watching it the first time, but the second time I was just sort of like, ugh. Uh, but it's not worse than two and a half, I mean, come on. It's, it's pretty well made. Sure, fine. It's just stupid. Uh... Uh, I'm gonna give it a. F- I'm gonna give it two Douglases because just that gr- it was very gratu- that nudity is wild. <laughs> it's just like we need to get some like like it was a studio note or something like that. Make sure to get, get, it, boobs get her tits in, here. in there. Check. Well, you can check it off. There's like a box that they had to literally put a check mark yeah. on. We got the boobs. We got them. They're in the can. The cans are in the can. Uh, so we're good. It's just wild. Um, and I'm gonna give it uh, one. <laughs> Shocking and gnarly blown off face at the end of the movie. You're yeah, like, what? There go. Yeah, it's fucked up. Wow, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to give it three because I have, apparently I'm, I, I don't watch, watch it again. I, also, I have I have zero plans on ever watching this. As soon as it was, I mean, while it was on, I'm like, well, I would never, why would I ever watch this a second time? <laughs> like, it's not, I mean, it's not bad, but I was like, showed up, 
I felt like it showed up, did what it was supposed to. I have thoughts about it afterwards. Where I'm like, hey, wait a minute. That's it's, a it's a one-timer. A little, a little, little slow down at the end for me. But you know, it's a one-hitter. It wasn't long. It wasn't like too long. And it was, and I was, and I was like, oh, it okay. wasn't long. Kevin Clark. I mean, that's a th- that's three three Juds right there. <laughs> you know, it was fine. I liked I liked a lot of the I like just like a lot of these character actors in it. You know. Um, I'm I'm also gonna give it to Douglas's for the same reason. I was what I was thinking was that like it's just so gratuitous. It's so it couldn't be more unnecessary. Like it's totally out of whack too. Again, after it's been I trying mean, to be like a all the president's men type style movie. But also like yeah, it hasn't set up. I mean, she's in the shower, but like so the long. It's a long scene, kind of, where she's taking a shower, and like you don't see anything, and so you're like, okay, well, this, you're not gonna. So that's you just the get kind the of movie one this boob is. shot. And in then there. she like comes, yeah, it's just real. And hello? you're like, you're like, what? And then she goes back in the shower. Hello, and then, and there's hello. No more, and there's no more nudity, and the serial killer's not doing anything like real creepy. Or, so it's just like this weird thing where you're like, we just, we that's like they, Meryl Hemingway will get naked, and yeah. so we quintessential, had her do it. quintessential gratuitous, weird, nudity. totally gratuitous. Uh, so, so that's more like some sleaze. That's more like not the movie itself being sleazy, but some producers going like, we need some boobs in oh, this movie. Oh, that Mario is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it, shit, I don't even, now, now I've, now I've like forgotten this movie. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it two out of two Confederate fan boats. Oh, Cause yeah. when they're, cause when the cops go into the woods <laughs> to help find him, they, they also enlist the help of some, uh, some like militia, swamp militia Johnny, guys. Johnny Reb. Detective, some, we got some racists to help us. I mean, they're like, sw- they're like militia guys who know the swamps. So, I mean, that's who you, you want to help you, I guess, cause they are going to help you track in the, through the swamps, but they also have prominent Confederate flags flying on. I mean, that's, those are probably just boats they hired for the movie that are like that. I imagine that that wasn't like set dressing. Those were some of the Cajuns from Southern Comfort they hired. Uh Yeah. We know the swamps. Do you, think, the the Cajun, do you we... think those Cajuns are Confederates? I think they're just like swamp people. Yeah. <laughs> These guys worse than racists. They were like, oh, let's get some racists and some fan boats real quick here. There uh-huh. we go. You're going to want racists in a fan oh, boat you need if, you, if you're trying to boats. find a body in the I mean, Everglades. That's Florida. Get me racists. It's Florida. I'm trying, I'm trying to, to get me some gators. It's Florida. We're going to have to narrow that down a little bit. Swamp racists. Oh, Swamp okay. racists. All right. Okay, a little bit more with fan boats. Ah, okay. We've got, right. we got what you ding, need. Ding, We've ding. got 7,000 of them to choose from. Damn. <laughs> Keep narrowing. <laughs> Narrower. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, that's that's it for uh, Mean Season, and may I never watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a bad movie, per se, but please, I hope I never have to watch that One again. One of you guys will be, later, I'll be like, be like, hey, I'm so I went home and watched it right away. I watched Mean Season again. What I was couldn't it? stop. What It'll was be you. It won't be me. <laughs> it will not be me. Be Travis. I can absolutely I know, well, I, you avoid know, We it. all know which one, which one of us. <laughs> I am never going to watch that movie again. <laughs> you will. We'll but see. Yeah, I will see, yeah. We'll see. Uh... <laughs> Another movie that I probably won't ever watch again is the next movie, Street Smart. Ooh. I could get you an interview with a Times Square pimp. In 2,000 words, I am going to look into this man's skull. What's up, man? Jonathan Fisher is a reporter with a deadline. Why is it that I can't get anybody to talk to me out here? Look, I gotta go. He's about to get a dangerous idea. This is fantastic. Where'd you get all this stuff? Easy. You made it up. Now he's crossing the line between fact and fiction. To Tyrone. And his lie has landed him in the middle of a murder investigation. Bail is set at $250,000. Mr. Smalls can make bail. Make him an expert on you. I want everybody to know he wrote that story about you. Jonathan Fisher. Jonathan, right, right, right. I will show you the streets, brother. 
Jonathan Fisher has a lot to learn. I take the bread. Hey, take it easy. Yeah? Absolutely no one refuses to comply with my subpoenas or withholds evidence from my court. Remove the prisoner. He thinks he's tough enough. You're going to write them notes that everybody's been asking for. Which is not a terrible movie or anything, but I, I didn't love it. Uh, we'll, I, we'll get into why. But from 1987, yeah. directed by Jerry Schatzberg, who has some, uh, some genuine 70s auteur cred. Did like Panic and Needle Park? That's right. Puzzle of a Downfall Child, other stuff. Right. I mean, this one is also trying to be about stuff, and a lot of it's it's less it's trying. It's it less of a trying. It's less of a thriller than it is like just. But it it has like sort of an undercurrent of like yeah. menace, of like menace, menace yeah. the whole time. And then it almost yeah. exclusively provided by one Morgan Freeman, uh, who's terrific. Who's in it. amazing. Academy yeah. Award nomination. One of the few that. Oh, uh, he got nominated for this. Absolutely, and one of the few nominations ever received by a, a little studio known as Canon. Canon. That's it's, right. This is Golan, Golan Globus production. It's fun to see Canon films logos before movies like this. Always. Mark Because it's always usually. like. I mean, just it's always like. Oh right, they would they would make a. They I made mean, all I, kinds. I mean, of I, stuff. I love Barfly, and I just I always love when I you know Barfly. It's like Canon, and you're like, are you kidding me? It's yeah. true though. <laughs> But also they Run, made Runaway Scream Train. for Help. Yeah, but Scream I mean, Scream for, for help. help falls more into their... Into uh, the brilliant classics of art cinema. Sure. But honestly, their, this, but I mean, Scream for movie, Help falls more into the trash. This movie yeah. isn't like the traditional canon, but it fits in. Sure. It fits in fine. It a feels little, like a canon movie. A little bit, yeah, yeah. There's the there's a sort of air of unreality to the whole thing and a, and a kind of sleazy I would, chunkiness I would say that the, the air of unreality is being undersold by you. I think that this <laughs> movie is pretty patently preposterous. I remember feeling like it was a legit movie when I watched it when I was in high school going, because, you I know... Mean, because everybody and everybody I, just talked about it. shot, cut, I, and acted like one, but it but the narrative is yeah. completely completely absurd. It's really stupid. I think there's like two movies going on here because there's a good movie in here, and then there's the the move. There's like the plot. Yes. Yeah. Like, as I think the good stuff is all the stuff where Christopher Reeve is hanging out with Morgan Freeman and he's showing him, like, all the stuff. He's showing like, him how pimping ain't easy. Like, I mean, sure but, all that, but all that stuff is, like, feels, like, very lived in. And, yeah. you know, when they go to his house where he lives, and it's like, you know, it just feels like, oh, okay, this is, this is the stuff. Like, this is why they want to make this movie. And then the rest of it, the plot is kind of like, well... The plot it, is weirdly the plot complicated. It's both a toothless uh, uh, critique of the media yeah. and completely preposterous, like not plausible <laughs> and remote, sense. Yeah. remotely. A lot of times you're kind of going like, wait, so he has to do what? What? Why? And then and then like important climactic things will happen just off camera and they don't explain how. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. It's very strange. Okay, so Christopher, Bre- Christopher Reeve plays this, uh, this magazine reporter Great casting. Or newspaper reporter. I mean, like, obviously, Morgan Freeman's great casting, but yeah. Christopher Reeve is supposed to be like a quintessential wasp. Kind yeah. Of just like a very white kind of guy, and you can't do better than I, that with I the Christopher, Christopher Reeve. I love Christopher Reeve in, in like... Superman. Like, like, I, do love him in Super, I do love him in Superman, but I also like... He's good. He's like one of those guys you forget is also in... There's, he's, he's in a few other guys, right. so like uh, Death Trap is really fun uh-huh. uh, Yeah. with Michael Caine, and then uh, and then he's great. I think he's great in this. He's Have you ever cast. seen Somewhere in Time? I haven't, actually. You should check that That's out. That's his yeah. baby. That's a the, really, really good movie. That's the Jane Seymour one. Uh-huh, yeah. and it's based on the Jack Finney, who also wrote the book that Body Snatchers is based right, off of right. and stuff, and it's like he, he hypnotizes himself with a penny and goes back in time. Oh, right, weird. It's fucking good, man. Also, motherfucker's like eight feet tall. Yeah, he's big. big <laughs> he's man. A, he was a giant man. R.I.P. A, a true Superman. Yeah. And a good guy, <laughs> and, a, and a good guy too. Yeah. Anyway, but in this he plays. This sort was of a, pas- a this was a passion project of his. He he, he got this yeah. for and they and then they and then he in exchange he gave Canon Superman four, four, which he intended to direct. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so he so he was getting involved in stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so he plays this this reporter, 
<laughs> who is having trouble getting stories in, in like in the paper. Oh, I love his, I love the editor too. It's yeah, Andre it's Andre Gregory. Gregory. Andre Gregory from My Dinner with Andre. Tell he, me he, more. He is so he's, weird. He's in this. so funny. In I love it. I don't like like that whole section of the movie. I don't think is good. Like, he's when funny they, to watch. But like he's so fun. He's like clearly like having a ball. He's yeah. having so much fun. Playing the, and the, the, he's, he's in the, he's in the very guy. he's in the opening scene and Christopher Reeve is pitch, during the credits and Christopher Reeve is pitching him stories and he's going no. He's I like, don't like it. I don't, I don't like brains. Like I don't want to do that stuff. No, boring. What do we think about that? Pass. But then at one point, he like he I, I don't remember what the setup is. Uh, and this is what this character is like. He's so strange. Well, in the but opening he, scene, he's like he pitches him the story about construction cranes. He's like, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. And then he writes the pimp story. And he's like, what do you got working on next? He's like, the story about industrial cranes. Cranes, I love cranes. Cranes, I love cranes. Do it. Get him a researcher. Yes, cranes, cranes, cranes. But but at one point, like Christopher Reeve says something and and whatever. And then uh, Andre Gregory goes, what? What is he, a Methodist minister? (laughs) 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 He really cracks himself up. Andre Gregory easily amused by his own antics. Yeah, he's amused by his own antics, but you got to hand it to him. He's amused by everybody's antics. That's true. He is like a really He's a gadabout. He's a fascinating character. He's the boss, and he is so mirthful. Yeah. And every and like people are cracking. He's cracking himself up. Other yeah. people are cracking him. He's just having the time it's of his fun. life. Every, every time there would be a scene where like maybe Christopher Reeves and hanging out with Andre Gregory, they're at a restaurant, they're in the office, they're at a party. I'm like. You know who should have made fucking Bonfire the Vanities is these guys. Yeah, yeah, it totally has the it totally has the vibe of the book where it's just oh, like more, that's true. Like everybody is such a miserable cartoonish character, you know. Right. He's kind of, he, and and I don't know how, how what we're supposed to think about him, but I can't help but think like. I wish that was. I mean, my my boss is great, but I'm just saying, like, if he's usually there would be some sort of sleaze bag, yeah, as like the main editor and, and this he sort is, of thing. He but he is. And I think he is. But at the same time, if he came and had dinner with you, you'd be like, oh boy, my boss is well, coming. He's, he's a character and he's fun. He yeah. sells it so well. You actually like him, despite the fact that he's like he's just, he's wanting to print like the you know the same like uh, yeah like moral, morally shit. he's a sleaze bag, but he's just like he's so he's just like a guy who's like, hey everybody what are we ordering <laughs> yeah because. Then Christopher Reeve is like, I'm gonna pitch you a story where I'm gonna interview a pimp. Yeah, right at right at the beginning of the movie, he's just got, got this idea. I also wanted to point out that Andre Gregory is so good in this that he can sell even the minimalist lines like, Hold on my calls. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. very funny. Hold on my calls. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Christopher yeah. Reeve, yeah, pitches in this story out of nowhere. He's like, I'm gonna give you a day in the life of a pimp, a right. New York pimp. And Andre Gregory's like, You don't know any pimps? And he's like, Yes, I do. I get around, I know a pimp. All right, fine, pimp me out. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, uh, then so then also another story going on is that uh, we we meet a pimp. Yes, fast black, fast black, fast black whose real name Truman. is Smalls. Right, yeah. uh, something Smalls. Leon Smalls. Leon Smalls, or something. which I think is then I think I think that's what he's like. What is he a Methodist minister? Or Leon Smalls. What is he? Methodist, uh, Tyrone. Tyrone. Something. The, 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 okay, Tyrone so Christopher Reeve anyway. makes up a fake pimp. Yes, because you see him go out on the street for like an hour, try to talk and to he real tries pimps. to talk to like one pimp, and the pimp's like, "Get out of here." The pimp like, is uh. like, "I'm gonna cut your balls up and shove so, them up your ass." He does say yeah. that, and he just goes, "Okay, uh, it's cool. It's he's cool." He's like, "Ah," uh, and he's like, "You know what?" And he's talking. He's talking. He's at home. He's talking to his girlfriend Mimi, Mimi Rogers. Rogers. And and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna make up a fucking story. Mm. And she's like, should you do that? And he's like, I should. She's like, fine. Yeah. And then the next, it, like, it's it goes to him sitting down at the computer. He turns on his tiny, his like ancient, you know, computer that he uses. <laughs> yeah, Coleco. And or then it, it like fades out. 
cut to the next morning. He's been asleep on the couch, and Mimi Rogers is reading the story, and she's like, this is amazing. And she's like, where did you get all this stuff? And he's like, I made it up. Yeah, she's like, you made it up, huh? And he goes, yeah, I made it up. And she's like, whatever. That seems wildly unethical and the sort of thing that could destroy your career. She works at the paper, too. Yeah, yeah. And this is is also after she helps to volunteer. She uh, uh, volunteers to help him meet a pimp, and she gets accosted by a dude in a bar. And he, you know, <laughs> That's a causes a whole scene. It's really terrible. Uh, but, but okay, but during during this time, we we meet uh, Morgan Freeman's character, and uh, he is a pimp. He is a, he is in fact a pimp, fast black. Yep. And um, he and his cohort, his henchman Reggie. And it's an interesting scene because because the the rest of the movie is kind of about this crime or this incident that happens. Right. And so he shows up at like in one of the sex rooms that he's got set up. Yeah. Where the where the sex we, the is, John is the John is roughing up the girl that he's yeah. With. There's a topless lady. He's like bashing her head up against the wall. He's like he's, really going to town. He's it's, hitting it's her. It's pretty yeah, gnarly. It's it makes you kind of think the movie's going to be gnarlier than it is. Yeah. It's kind of gnarly. But, but then like, Morgan Freeman shows up and he's like, yeah. "All right, man." He tries. He like acts like he's going to try to defuse the situation, but he ends up uh, kicking the guy in the head. Yeah, the guy keeps ke- keeps hitting this woman and then attacks him, and, yeah. he, and he punches the guy and then kicks him on the in the head. Yeah, and then the, the guy bed. just dies. The I think guy he has, like, has a he has heart, a heart attack. attack. The guy has a heart attack, we yeah. find out later. And Morgan Freeman's like, fuck. What do we do? And he's, he's like, this guy's, he's like, this motherfucker's dead, but it's also like, he didn't, I mean, technically he didn't murder him, right? but it doesn't look good. It's interesting, though, because Morgan Freeman is a bad guy. Yes. But this crime here is almost like... And and this is what he goes to jail for, and that's and this is what he's like. Well, this is the the, the, the rap that the he's catalyzing to beat the incident movie. of the movie, the catalyzing you know. incident of the movie, and it, uh, frankly. He, he is kind of innocent. Well, yeah, it. but I mean, he's also a pimp. But also, he, he, but he is a pimp. But, but in the, in this murder, it's not really a murder. Sure. It was self defense. I mean, I think we can uh, imply, we can infer that he's done other worse shit. Absolutely. Well, also, but just, I mean, I'm just talking about this one right, this right. one case. It's interesting that they use this to be the catalyzing sure. incident. Pimps aren't necessarily well. I, I think they do that on purpose because it's like something he didn't do. So you kind of, I mean, because you don't find out kind of how fucked up and you, he gets more brutal as the movie. You know, yes. more. Yeah. You he find is, out how he bad can't, he is. He can't go two hours without holding a blade to someone's throat but i mean also like you know i don't think pimps uh, like him would probably generally be in the business of murdering sure no you know like john's, guy, john's yes. because Bad like for business yeah exactly so he's like so you know he he wasn't trying to kill this guy right. he's just like this he just guy kicked, he's like this he guy just fucking kicked him in the face and he had a me. heart attack i mean yeah. come on <laughs> That's that's really on that guy for and that guy, bad eating habits. If or you have yes, if you have that kind of condition, don't go around fighting pimps yeah. and having sex with prostitutes. Take yeah, it easy, man. Seriously. Ask your doctor if your heart is healthy enough for sex and fighting pimps. Do not fight pimps if you are allergic to pimp fighting. <laughs> that's my favorite thing on those prescription drug ads. It'll be like take Exerfile, but don't take Exerfile if, if you're, you're allergic, allergic to, to Exerfile. Yeah, no shit. Great. <laughs> Sound advice. Thank no you. No shit. Uh, but uh, okay, so he kills the guy by accident, uh, or the guy dies, and then he's like, "Reggie, get rid of get rid of the dead guy's body," and then like, that's the end of the scene. We don't really see what happens, what transpires. Well, we but, but we, the next time we see Morgan Freeman, he's been arrested. So they do not successfully get rid right. of the body. Uh, so he's so he's all, he's about to be he's he's been indicted for for murder, and uh, his lawyer is having a hell of a time getting him off. They offer him bond. Yeah. He makes bail. And then that day is when the story comes out that Christopher Reeve has faked about the about Tyrone the fake the fake pimp. Right. <laughs> and in my favorite twist in in this movie, the most absurd thing that this has ever so, happened this is in a really movie. Weird. The D not the DA, the prosecutor comes to Christopher Reeve's house and is like, "Dude, we know that you wrote this story about our suspect, yeah. uh, Mr. Smalls, Fast Black," which a 
is we know to be not true, but B, is this the only fucking black pimp in the city of New York that these guys have ever heard of? They immediately jump to the conclusion, and like they do it on like with no it's basis. Ex- it's extraordinarily tenuous. Like we know for a fact because we've seen him in a couple of scenes that Morgan Freeman's character enjoys the occasional yoo-hoo, right? That's one of the best things about it. There's a detail in the fake story about how this fake pimp likes apple juice, and the prosecutor <laughs> says like, "Look, you changed a couple of the details here. The guy drinks apple juice instead of yoo-hoo." And Christopher Reeves like, what about you? Who? What? He's like, don't, don't get cute with me. We have a case against you. You need to go. Like, this is insane. Yeah, it's absolutely preposterous. There's no probable cause for them to issue no. a subpoena to get his notes on this case. None. You swapped out apple juice for you who, and his name is different. But he is a pimp, and he's black, and so it's got to be our guy. This is New York City. And I feel like maybe, like again, this is maybe a part where the movie is attempting to have something to say. There are definitely parts where it really is. But it's too ridiculous for me. I don't know. This is a strange plot. This is like this is like maybe this screenplay was written over a weekend, and they didn't do any research or yeah. check and see if any of this makes any sense. Uh, and this is really, just, this is just the beginning of shit that doesn't make any sense. In this yeah, movie. but that but that, that so much of the plot hinges hinges on, this. on it. Yeah, this is what the movie's about essentially. It's really weird. Yeah, it's completely absurd. Would never happen. There had to be a better way to get these two guys together because the whole crux of the movie is just seeing Christopher Reeve basically palling around with this scary, vicious, charismatic pimp played by Morgan Freeman, and yeah. that's the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, like th- this is the only way that they could figure of doing it. Well, it's his really because then his story blows up. And then, uh, oh, so it's almost it's better. Beca- it might even be better writing than Kurt Russell's writing. It, it, like it's so good. Well, he, yeah, yeah it's, people it are is. reading it two, three times. You know it is because he gets on TV. He becomes yeah. like a TV news guy. Tell right us fast. more about this which, charming. Pimp. I don't. Which I don't know if that's he how, becomes a TV I don't think reporter that's right how, away. That seems the thing with the DA going after the guy didn't seem as preposterous to me, just because it's like that's the plot or whatever. Sure. I don't know. It didn't like bother me because I was like. I was like, he clearly the there the prosecutor's after this guy, and this is a way to a hook to go. And he so he's like, yeah, you know, I whatever. The thing that seemed most preposterous is Christopher Reeve's very very fast uh, uh, career path from being, <laughs> a, being, a, no, being a nobody to being a, a TV a, a TV, TV news reporter. guy. Like I was like I was like I don't I don't think that that's actually happened. that actually did not seem remotely preposterous to me because mm. he he's a, he's a, apparently evidently talented and uh, uh, he's blowing up in the New York media and he's good looking. He's very good looking. So you we can put him that. on television because the thing happens like they he see, they're having dinner at this restaurant. And these other TV news guys come in, who are neither neither of which are as attractive as Christopher Reeve, and they're like, "We'll put you on tape. We'll give you an, on a, an audition." He's like, "Oh, okay." And then he's on TV. That's exactly Let me how this shit works. Ask you a question: rolls. How tall yeah. are you? Six right. five. I take oh. it back. I mean, oh, it just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it is it is definitely <laughs> movieish. I just but, thought it was stupid. I guess yeah. it is stupid. But whole, uh, it didn't seem it stupid. didn't seem realistic. The, to the me, thing that's less realistic about it media. is that when he is a reporter and we're seeing the stories he's done, he yeah. sucks at it. Uh, I, I want to get to that next, but, there, but yeah, I, I did want to point none out of the that, media stuff is is like I uh, did want to point out that the title real to me at all. The title of the article that he writes that makes his career is Tyrone colon Sheik of the Streets. That's cool. And freak in the in the freak in the sheets. Sheik of the streets. And so then he, he has... Tonight, film at 11, pimping is indeed easy. <laughs> and so then on some channel, some local news channel, he is now has his own news street segment smart. called Street Smart. Uh, street Smart. 
right. and uh, and there's one where he's interviewing, and and some sometimes he's just interviewing various street people, uh, and just sort of like here's a little, and then other times he's straight up busting like yeah. corrupt officials. He is doing sti- like legitimate hard hitting sting reporting. I like, I like the one about uh, people getting their cars towed uh, and like stuff getting stolen out of the cars, and he has like a transmitter in the yeah. boombox in the front You're seat. You're busted. You've been busted. Put the radio down. <laughs> this is gonna be on the news. Very there's funny. like a there's like a transit authority that he gets like actual footage of legit. Like, yeah, he pretends to be a cab le- driver. He fucking hammers this guy. It's like the finest piece of I, of <laughs> investigative journalism of all time. The scene is very funny too because he's in the cab and the guy's like, you know, uh, I'm just trying to make. He's like, I'm just trying to make a living here, man. Give me a break. And the guy's like, well, you know, I could do that, or you could just pay the fine in cash right here. You know, fifty bucks and all goes away. And here's so, my badge number, and here's my name. Yeah, exactly. Let me look right at the camera. Christopher Reeve gives him the me. money, and he's like, okay, you see that van over there? You're on TV. I just busted you. And the guy's like, you son of a bitch, and he just cheeses it. It's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> he got him. Uh, and this is him interviewing a guy named Pablo. Oh, this he's is one gra- of my favorite. He's scenes. a graffiti artist. He graffito tags. He graffito tags everything, and then uh, and then he's and then he kind of like he concludes the uh, the whole uh, uh, piece with him going. Uh, maybe there's a positive side to this, where he goes. In this case, the pra- the spray can may have taken the place of the knife. <laughs> So it's maybe so Pablo could have been a murderer, but he ended up being a, a graffiti guy, and that's how we got well, it. Well, those were his two. Good. Those were his two choices. Street exactly. smart. As a, and uh, it's not and as it's a Latino not, man in uh, in New York City. He's either going to be a murderer or a uh, graffiti artist. It's not lost on the movie that he's a, a white guy who is uh, an extremely extremely white guy yeah. who is like kind of profiting off of like these urban right. uh, yeah, yeah, stories yeah. usually involving minorities and stuff. Right. Uh, there's a really funny line and I uh, like genuinely made me laugh where he's talking to Kathy Baker mm-hmm. from uh, TV who implausibly plays a veteran uh, prostitute. She plays a prostitute named Punchy. She's fine. She's no she's not she's good in it. She just doesn't look the part very well. I don't yeah, think yeah. She, I don't think she's particularly well cast here. Uh, but this is uh, this is the part where he's t- she brings up Boston because that's where she hails from and he goes, "Yeah, I did time there." <laughs> beat, Harvard beat Four years at Harvard. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah. you went to Harvard? Oh, boy, there's that Harvard talk. She's like unduly impressed with this like classy white dude who wants I to did, get it on with her I sometimes. time there. Their whole like seduction scene is really, really it's weird. It's so fucking weird. Weirdest scene in the whole movie yeah, by far. Yeah, I kind of, I thought it was, I don't know, I kind of liked it. It's very I don't know strange. if it's bad, it's you just look, weird. You Where look she's a little bit like Superman. She's telling the story about the Russian, the Russian guy Baker. or whatever. She's telling this whole story. He's like, "Tell me about the weirdest uh, prostitute stuff yeah. that you ever did." And she, so she starts telling this story, and at the same time, like pushing him down onto the bed and seducing him. But at the same time, they are playing "Natural Woman." Yeah. You yes. make me feel that song, the Aretha Franklin version, I believe, and they're cranking it up. Yeah, it's really Almost, loud. It's really weird. I had like, to turn it, the movie down while I was watching this. Yeah, sometimes it's, uh, it's drowning out the dialogue. It, it's weird. Yeah, I've never honestly. You don't see stuff like this, and I don't know why they did it. And, they, and the, I, I wonder if they the have, next scene they're doing something similar with a different song. I can't remember now what it was. They do it twice. Yeah. It's really strange, and it makes me wonder if they maybe lost some of the uh, the original audio. I think it's and more. They had to, like, I think mix it's more it they were trying to make a point about like maybe she likes him because he makes her feel like you know he's, a, he doesn't treat her like Morgan Freeman treats I, her. I guess it's, it's a weird vaguely choice. misogynistic. Well, but also I mean I think that is because then she sort of falls for him, and yeah. then that's her undoing. Is yeah. sort of like that she trusts. They have a the fact that she trusts any man, yeah. which, you know... They don't necessarily so. like, fall in love, but he obviously likes her, and, and she likes him. But he's uh, but he's also, like, I mean, ultimately, he's not going to, like, right. be with he her. He is yeah. you with know Mimi I mean? Rogers. And 
Well, yeah. He, sh- he comes well, home. Then eventually, eventually, Mimi Rogers leaves because he's been hanging out with Punchy. Yep. I love that her, na- I love that her a, name's Punchy. Punchy, yeah. And she's just calling him at home and stuff. Like, yeah. Hi, I'm Punchy. Hi, you want to talk to me? That's some of that Harvard talk on the telephone. <laughs> he did time there. And they, and they have like sort of a they have sort of a relationship where they're like trying to be cool about stuff like that. But I think that's she's like yeah, but like also don't like, like come on. Yeah. <laughs> No, no. Don't throw it in my face. There's a really funny scene where she like, you know, she's packing up to leave, and he's, she's like, where, "Where are you gonna go?" She's like, "I'm gonna go to Susan's uh, if, she'll, if she'll let me crash on the couch." And uh, and and Christopher goes, "You're gonna go to Susan's? She's a horrible roommate." And she goes, "No, you're a horrible roommate." Oh, that's gonna hurt. Pretty, well, I don't know why. I don't know why she talks like that. <laughs> Mimi Rogers. George, I am Mimi Rogers, and you're talk. a horrible Eat. roommate. You're a horrible roommate, Christopher Reeve. <laughs> He's not great. The little crunchy cookies, you can eat them anytime. <laughs> Street smart. Street smart. Uh, <laughs> Mimi Rogers, uh, everybody. So in order to... That's how she sounds. The plot of the movie, in order for him to, like... Uh, I guess in order for Fast Black to get... In order for us to just see those two hang out, which is the whole point of the movie. So the, is, yeah. the idea is he's trying to fight the subpoena to give over his non-existent notes. Right, but yep. he knows... But at some point, they're probably going to have to... Get these Figure notes from out. him, so he's actually starts hanging Hang out with Fast so that he can Morgan, it's, get a it's story. A, it's imperative for Morgan Freeman to get him to give him these notes. So yeah, he, Morgan Freeman knows that. None of this makes any sense, but you just have to go with it. Yeah. This is what the movie's about. Morgan Freeman needs him to produce notes. Christopher, Christopher Reeve, Reeve needs to produce the notes. To, well, Christopher Reeve needs to produce Tyrone. Yeah, and so he, so Morgan Freeman's gonna. And this, this only happens for a tiny portion of the movie, but like it's kind of like an arrangement between them two that Morgan Freeman is gonna be Tyrone, and they, and you see one scene where they hang out on the streets. And it's really funny how quickly Morgan Freeman, and this is the point, but it's also just, it's amazing because Morgan Freeman is like, hey, we're going to drive around my neighborhood for a little while and I'm going to charm you for a little bit. Hey, look at those guys over there. I'm going to beat them up. And yeah. he just like, can't, he can, we he'll, he'll, he'll be charming for just like a little while and you'll be like, man, this guy's very charming. And then he just get, he can't not be scary. Yeah, he's yeah. Vi- he's he, vicious during a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, hey, he, he, like, I got this journalist here. Let me show him how cool a guy I am and how everybody loves me. Yeah. Just throw me the ball. We're playing basketball. And then someone blocks his shot and he's like I'll kill you I'm gonna fucking kill you and then he like looks <laughs> and, and sees that Christopher Reeves going like Ugh. and he goes hey it's alright get out of here you're fine <laughs> and everybody's so scared of him and stuff yeah. and he's like hey man that's what it's like on the streets you know you gotta push and pull a carrot and stick and all that sort of stuff yeah and then you're like, that was scary. And then is it in the same scene where he gets back in the car with him, and then he like ends up like breaking one of his boo- woo- uh, Yoo-Hoo bottles and like putting it up to the throat of like one yeah. of his one of his uh, uh, one of his girls, one of his girls. And he's like, hey, take, and Chris Reeves like, hey, take it easy. He's like, I'll tell you what to take easy. And he puts, he puts he it up. To take your eye, man. This is so. He can't, just met this, this guy, guy. Cannot go five minutes without putting a, putting something sharp to a person's eye. He's a truly hey, vicious pimp. Hey, he didn't get a, he didn't get ahead in the pimp game by being a nice hey, guy. The man's name is not Slow Black. Yeah, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Christopher Reeve goes, you. Play rough. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I guess he does. Yeah, I also I do enjoy that Reeve is doing a bit of a Clark Kent thing here too. It's funny, <laughs> a little bit. It's not your face. I think it's I think it's just him. That's just like he can't help it. No, no. Bit. It also kind of reminds me. He also me is of, a reporter. Uh, yeah, and it just kind of reminds me of this is a weird comparison. It reminds me of Daniel Craig in in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, where Fincher's clearly playing with the, the fact that it's James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. 
And so, like, uh, Fast Black needs his alibi. He needs Christopher Reeve to produce this fake Tyrone as an alibi. And Christopher Reeve actually probably, he, he might need notes at some point. Well, because he's afraid too. of going to jail because they're going to hold him in contempt if he doesn't produce these sources. Right. Although, they're, fighting it, they're fighting it so far, yeah. but at some point they may it may be like something where they... At a certain point he does indeed go to jail. And indeed he does go to jail, he yeah. Does, yeah. And then at some point he's like talking to the prosecutor and he's like, like I don't have notes. He literally I says, made up I the made article. it up. And the guy's like, fuck you, you did. And actually I kind of like this part because the yeah. guy was like, because they've been following him around and he's like, he's like, yeah, we've got pictures of you with this guy yeah, yeah. you have all these pictures and you're like and then it's kind of like well it's really okay funny. okay it, whether or not the situation was preposterous as a setup it's like well now it's kind of does look like this now was, he's stuck now yeah. kind of does look like it's this was your guy yeah because he goes he tells the prosecutor <laughs> and then he actually goes in front of the judge and is like no nah, this is all bullshit i faked the whole thing i'm really really sorry and they're just does just like Young man, do you know what the penalty is for perjury? And he's like, yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry I lied about the pimp thing. And he's like, uh, nope. And he turns the picture around, and it's Christopher Reeve and Morgan Freeman at the yeah. rib joint. Yeah. And Christopher Reeve just goes like, ugh. This judge <laughs> is so this funny. judge is fucking hilarious. He's a grumpy man. It's the man. same judge for all of these proceedings. Uh, and it's and he's such a grouchy man. He will just like shout at people. You're afraid he's gonna go down there and like start spanking people himself. Like <laughs> I'm gonna sentence you to getting punched in the face by me right now. Eh, 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 you fucking asshole. Shut up, everybody. Shut up. You're going to jail. <laughs> you're like I'm not sure anybody has a case here, judge. No, you do. Put him in jail. Fuck it. Jail them all. <laughs> But eventually, so Christopher Reeve is now, is now in jail, <laughs> and uh, fi- and finally the the prosecutor comes to him. Well, no, first uh, Punchy tries to seduce the prosecutor. That's right. Yeah, and, and the it, prosecutor it, it goes really poorly for sure, both of them. It sure does. <laughs> because like first she's trying to seduce him, and he's like, "Oh, maybe we can uh, work it out a little bit," uh, and then he starts to like get cold feet about it and insults her and then they just start shouting at each other. And he takes her to his house too and then goes like, no, I'm not going to do that and now I'm going to try to flip you and and now you know where I live. Yeah. Hmm. And then This was a bad idea. Also, uh, Fast Black has Mimi Rogers shanked. That's kind of a. That's actually yeah. a pretty interesting scene too, because it's like the, it's uh, Reggie, she, she, it's Fast Black's like first lieutenant or whatever. Reggie, yeah. And uh, and he just sort of like bumps into her. Yeah. And she's at a. Uh, oh, a food wow. scene. You, see, you see him slip the knife into his pocket as and he walks away towards goes, the yeah, camera. She goes and she like, goes like, ow, like, ow these wow. people, and then she and she's she doesn't notice it at yeah. first, and then she's like, oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. She's bleeding and she falls down, and this is while Christopher Reeve is in jail. It's yeah. like to show that they can get him while he's in jail. But then the prosecutor comes to him and it's like, here's what's going on. You know, they shanked Mimi Rogers. Yada yada yada. Do you have notes or do you not have notes? And Christopher was like, "I've got your notes." Right. Which and then make them look good. Cut to everyone's out. Like yeah. the very it literally like fades out to black, comes back up, and they're on the courtroom ste- courthouse steps. Both uh, both uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Christopher Reeve are out. There's another scene with it where, where Morgan Freeman c- confronts Christopher Reeve in the bathroom and he slams his face on a yeah, sink yeah. and is just sort of like setting him straight and he's just sort of like I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need those notes and he's like no you leave me alone I like I'll leave my family alone no I won't I'm I'm gonna lean on right. you and this is a point where Christopher Reeve like confronts him where he's like I understand how you work you scare people and then you ease back and you try to you know bring them back which is and we see yeah. him do that a thousand times in this movie where he's like I'll cut your I'll cut you wide open there's one part with. Kathy Baker, what's like pretty freaky. Oh man, this is a fucked up scene. And uh, and he's got scissors, 
This is oh, fascinating yeah. stuff, or, but also very scary, where he's like, I'll cut your eyes out. I'll Pick cut one. your eyes out, bitch. Pick one. Pick. And this is actually very similar to a scene in Training Day. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, which one of your nuts do you want me to shoot off? Just make a decision. Make a decision. Left or right, what's it going to be? And that's what he's doing with these scissors to her eyes. Yeah. And she's like, obviously very She afraid. keeps going, I don't know, I don't she's know. Like, ah! She's like, no, like, no, I'm not picking either of my eyes. And then she's what like, okay, okay, I will do, I'll do what you say. I won't leave. And then he's like, he's got what he wants. And, and, then, he, and then he just does that yeah, s- yeah. switch into like, and this is a, a little detail that he does. That you're like, you got man, Morgan Freeman's a talented guy. Where he like turns the scissors around and like looks through the handles of the scissors. Yeah. Like, ah, ah, come on, we're having it's fun. fun. We're yeah, having we're fun. All, I'm a goofy fun. guy. We have good times here. Yeah, I got what I want. So there's no reason we got. So and that's what he does throughout the movie. Yeah. And uh, Morgan Freeman is, I think, be- uh, certainly better than this movie. But I mean, you know, this movie made his career. Yeah. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> He's so good. He's very good in it. But <laughs> then at this point, so they're they're out, and Christopher Reeve is like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this guy." He so, and, it, and he does. And indeed, he does. So earlier, when uh, when Morgan Freeman was gonna cut the girl with the YooHoo bottle, is because he thought she was she was holding out on him. She was skimming. Wait, yeah. but Kathy Baker gets killed. That's a weird oh, scene. Right. Kathy Baker gets killed, and then, like Matt said, it does happen off screen uh, because we, yeah. she goes uh, to see the DA again. This is after the scissors scene, yeah, and she's yeah. like, "I've had enough." She goes back to the she's DA like, guy, right, goes I'll like, "I'll turn this. states." I'll give you this and guy. then, and then he, and then Morgan Freeman's been following her. The, yeah. the surveillance yeah. operation of this pimp outfit is he's got second some sophisticated counter intel, <laughs> and she's well, and he's, he's got Reggie. And, yeah. and then in this case, it's actually him. Yeah, yeah. And she comes out, and he's like, "What have you been up to?" Yeah. And then it just cuts to this shot of a like a pigeon flying away and yeah. i think it's like supposed to be her soul escaping <laughs> i swear to god because that's because that's him it it's him be. killing her and then you see this bird like flying out yeah. into the sky all i know is that then like the da is showing christopher reeve a picture of her yeah yeah it's like here she is she's nope she's dead and he's like oh man i don't know who this da who plays this da guy he's bald and his <laughs> voice is exactly the same as miguel ferrer's voice he sounds exactly <laughs> like miguel ferrer it's really strange to me he was giving off noah emmerich vibes punchy got killed yeah, I could see. Here's that. a picture of her. <laughs> but uh, uh, okay, so he decides what he's do- so what he does is he finds the girl that uh, Morgan Freeman was gonna cut up because he thought she was skimming. Yes, and he goes, he finds her on the street, and he gives her two hundred dollars, and he says, "Give it to Reggie and tell Reggie it's from Fast Black." And uh, she's like, "I don't know, man. I don't really want to get in any trouble." He's like, "No, no, it's fine. Just do it. Just blah blah blah. Just do it." You owe me for some reason, and so. She goes in, gives the money to he Reggie. Owes, she owes him one for something. We weren't able to figure out what something. that meant, but he said he said. I that. think it's because he got him. He got her to. He got uh, Morgan Freeman to back off on her in the I car. Guess. Right. It's okay. debatable. But in any case, uh, so then he gets. He has a guy in the news van videotaping Reggie taking the money from the girl. So he is going to make Morgan Freeman think that Reggie is the one who is stealing from him. Yes. He's like. He's like. If I. Yeah. So he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I can, I've got this over you now. I can make you think, make him think that." And I mean, realistically, he probably could because Fast Black is not a uh, right, not a not paranoid man, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's not exactly a cool I, I and even tempered fellow. I did think it was like the speaking of Christopher Reeves and his like new, his new newsroom job. It is funny how like what. what what does how what kind of time does this guy have? How many hours in the day does this guy have? Because he's like, not only is he having to hang out with Morgan Freeman and like do that, 
but he also right. now he now he's also doing his his newsman job. I don't know that it, realistically <laughs> well, he's able to do both. <laughs> and somehow, like somehow, his reputation is intact too. Like Christopher Reeve's reputation yeah. is intact. I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. okay. Yeah. There's a lot. There's, there's a whole. There's, there's a, a lot that doesn't track. There's a whole scene movie. we totally skipped over before we get to the end, though, where they go to this party and he takes fast. Oh blast yeah, it's kind of the centerpiece of the them. movie, and that's like kind of the movies. That's sort of where the movie's the going. Like, see, this is what we're talking about, and it's like the it's the best and worst part of the movie because it's also like because it's kind of funny and it's a lot of it's Andre great. Gregory but it's also like dumb and doesn't make any it doesn't right. work it's trying to think. make a point it's about like, how these relationships are exploitative yeah. and transactional yeah maybe, maybe Mean Season was trying to say something about the news I don't think it was this movie is definitely trying to say something about the news and it kind of doesn't do it but it but it is all these yuppies it's all these rich yeah, yeah, these yeah. rich white yuppies yeah, yeah. and they are smitten by this pimp and prostitute yeah, there's a, there's a really in. good scene where he sees Morgan Freeman like talking to this older white lady and he just goes look at him go he looking yeah and he's working the room and he's looking at the ladies and at one point you see a shot and he's talking to some like socialite lady and goes do you know you've got the prettiest titties I've ever seen and she's like oh like they love like this this crowd loves him but of course yeah. they're being condescending this is that bonfire of the vanity shit that I was talking about earlier yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. bonfire of the vanity got that vibe absolutely it does, and it does kind of work and because then also there's a good scene afterwards where they're all at like a hot dog stand or yeah, something, yeah. and Kathy Baker's like oh they love they thought we were so good and he's like man you don't even know they were making fun of you don't yeah, you know yeah. when you're like, being condescending like, he, like he knew the whole time. Yeah, Fast yeah. Black is there, going like, "I'm, I'm putting on a show for these people." But he's like, going, but the whole time he knows, like, this, fuck these rich people. Yeah. They, they're, they're fucking talking down to me and shit. Yeah, exactly. But, which they, well, yeah. But I don't. I, I think that scene is good, but also kind of, it's that that stuff didn't quite like land for me. It was like trying the movie's trying too many things at times, and you're kind of like, but it would be an interesting movie just this guy, this reporter hanging out with yeah, the pimp, yeah, yeah. like almost, you know. But then you've got the plot of like how they got together, so sort of. There's sort of this thriller underneath, kind of. Yeah. Like I don't see I don't see why this movie needed all that scaffolding. Why couldn't it just be like reporter wants to write a story about a pimp meets one? Yeah. I, 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 that's the way I remembered it too. Because yeah. how could you ever remember all this weird legal yeah. shit that makes no fucking sense anyway? Well, and it even leads up to the end, which is like kind of unceremonious and uh, like it's fine, yeah. but it's also dumb. And then <laughs> I don't know. It's not like well, let's get to it. Yeah. So so he sets up uh, Reggie. He tells which, Reggie that he better get out tape. of town because Fast Black is you know, going to think that you're skimming. It's pretty funny because he comes up to Reggie and he's got his news van and he's like, come on in, Reggie. And Reggie's like, his, he's got all his gear and the news van and he's Reggie's like, oh, like cool. this is cool. And he's like, right? Yeah, take a look at this. And uh, yeah, I'm framing you. <laughs> it's a frame up. It's a sting job. Yeah. So first he's like, hey, look at me. I'm on TV. And he's like, ah, but uh, you're not so excited now, are you? He's like, oh no. And he runs off. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to show this to uh, Fast Black and he's going to know that you're stealing. He's like, but I'm not. And he's like, <laughs> he's just not picking up on it at first. He's like, but, but Fast Black's going to think you are. And he goes, Oh right, <laughs> shit! Better cheese it. And so now he's afraid of yeah. uh, of Morgan Freeman. And then at a certain point, Morgan Freeman. This <laughs> Morgan Freeman's so great. But there's a <laughs> this is at the end of very end of the movie. Yeah. Yep. Morgan Freeman's in the the cafe that he hangs out, the restaurant that he hangs out at. He's like, and he's watching. Reggie? He's watching Christopher Reeve's latest sting job news report. Yeah. It has some other new thing, whatever it is. This I think this is another one where he busts a guy. I thought right. this one was the one where he's uh, watching the tow trucks. It's thieves. the tow trucks yeah. guy. Okay. And he watches Christopher Reeve bust this guy. He's watching on TV, and he goes, <laughs> "That's my man." <laughs> he's been like threatening and beating this guy up but he's just like this is that it's perfect for this character he's just like yeah we're buddies yeah sure we're friends yeah <laughs> yeah we're friends i have transactional sure, relationships I his, only i had his girlfriend stabbed but you know it's all business yeah. ah, i love that guy ah, he's great 
And then he's like, hey, where's Reggie? And then like someone, he's like, I got to find Reggie. He's like my number one guy. It's very important. Well, somebody, some, no, because somebody comes in and is like, hey, hey, Fast Black, move, move your, your car. car. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, move my car. Where the fuck is Reggie? Yeah, Reggie's supposed to move his car. Yes. Right. So he and goes. Reggie's his driver. He too. gets in the car and goes looking for Reggie. He and sees him. he finds him. And then Reggie is like, oh, no, I'm running away. I'm he scared. Goes, he goes, hey, Reggie. Like like a normal person. Yeah. He's like, fucking starts running away. And then he's like, why is he running? And so he, he chases, chases after him. And he, Reggie's like, he's trying to kill me. And Reggie falls and like, you know, sprains his ankle or something. And like, and he's like, ah, I can't run anymore. And he's like down in in like a entryway of some building. Yeah, yeah. And then Fast Black comes up. And he's like, hey, Reggie, what's up? And Reggie just, <laughs> just fucking, fucking shoots him, him away. Yeah. He's right in the heart. He's dead. Yeah. And he then, kills him. And, and then like, the oh, last shit. thing in the movie is Christopher Reeve reporting on the story of yeah. this pimp who he framed yeah. <laughs> twice. Yeah, it, it is, I think it's important to point out that it is an act of black-on-black crime that was set up and instigated set up by, by a, white, a guy. white guy, the whitest guy imaginable. Yeah. And then it ends with him saying... The white media. The white media, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's another yeah. line that I'll, I'll do in, in my lines where it's like, this movie definitely has something on its mind. There's yeah. a lot this movie's not articulating properly, inclu- including the complex racial and media yeah. issue that it's trying to address. But I mean, maybe, but it's there. maybe we could call it subtle. I don't know. It's unmistakably yeah. there. <laughs> the, I, I just feel know. like it's too much. I think that like the problem is that like some of it's subtle, like some of the observational stuff, and then the- like And the, some of it's ridiculous. And then, so, and then like that party scene is like yeah. a cartoon right. of like- of rich people or whatever. I'm like, I, d- yeah. I highly doubt that this would be like this at all. But yeah. you, but when you see like Fast Black showing him like when he goes to the house where it's his, it's his wife or his like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not one of his girls and she's like the one who counts the money and stuff. And you're kind of like, it's like very domestic and like, yeah, their relationship like, very is very realistic. realistic. You're like, this part's researched and then the rich people part is like, eh, rich people, they're fucking stupid right. or whatever. And you're like, well, I don't Soft target. Yeah, yeah. Or any of the courtroom sh- yeah, shit. Well, it's kind of like prosecutors do this, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Judges th- go out and give people wedgies while they're trying them. They go he, give them noogies. He gave him a noogie. He gave him an Indian burn. A purple right nurple. <laughs> this is what you get for fucking around in my court. Ah, what are you going to do? Get out of here. Get a license. <laughs> so, so whipping towels at people and shit. <laughs> Uh, but this is uh, this is Christopher Reeve when he's doing his final report on, yeah, yeah. on a, on a uh, incident that he had a lot to do with. He, he yeah. basically caused. He, st- he staged. And he goes the court of the court of the street found a man guilty where a court of the law didn't. Cut to credits. Yikes. And you're kind of like, okay, like yeah. I, I guess. It, interesting try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, there's some teeth, a little, a little bit of teeth to it. Okay, so there's so here's the yeah. line. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Where like a this is at the point where once again, um, uh, Christopher Reeve has become part of the story, and uh, and he has gotten famous off of his article about Tyron the Sheikah the streets, but then also he's doing these street smarts things that are, you know, about kind of urban stuff, right? Quote unquote urban stuff. And, she, and this is a black lady reporter goes up to him, and this is after he gets out of jail, I think at oh, one right. point or something, and she goes, why did you choose a subject that embodies the worst of black people? It might not be conscious racism, but it is racism. Yeah. And she's 100% right. And yep. like again, it's it's a very well-articulated line where you're like, this movie's, oh, it's trying so hard, and it's on to something. Yeah. But it's a very it's also very sloppy and loose in many ways. It's a canon movie. Yeah, and I mean, also, it's like, you know, the... I don't know that that kind of thing is hard to are, is to, hard to do well because yeah. you have to be subtle, but also have it be about the thing. And this, yeah, this movie, this not up to the yeah. I, I thought the, I thought that the end was kind of powerful though. Oh, I, maybe powerful is strong, but but I, I was kind of like, geez, I, I don't remember it in, yeah, ending there's that something way. Something a little tinnier about it I to don't, me. Yeah, I, that, oh, cer- certainly. I mean, it, it's like 
It is the thing too where I'm just like ah when they as soon as they blow Morgan Freeman you're like ah damn that's the best guy because you really don't expect it to I, you do expect him to die but it's just very abrupt and and it's right right at the end of the movie the the, the thing with the Christopher Reeve reporting is a little winky for my tastes yeah, yeah. it's just a little like a little and now much. here I am right uh, right it's like Everyone it's like if it ended with Dustin Hoff going truly. We are in a mad city. We're in a mad city. <laughs> it's a mad city. You don't understand. We did this. We're the ones who did it to him. Yeah. It's a mad city. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this yeah. is. <clears throat> I, I got the one line about that. Oh, this is this is really funny. Uh, at the end of the whole scene where Morgan Freeman goes to the yuppie party, and then uh, you know. <laughs> Christopher Reeve is out and out, like right at right up front, canoodling with uh, Punchy the yeah. prostitute, and they're like they're oh, like yeah. eating shrimp out of each other's mouths and something. And Mimi Rogers is like, "Hey, what the <laughs> fuck?" And she goes, "I'm out of here." And he's like, "Whoa, what's what? What? Come on, <laughs> baby, and baby." Then, and then she storms. What I do, baby, like but I love you. <laughs> and she storms away. And then he's kind of like, "Ah, I guess." And he goes up to Andre Gregory. He's like, "I guess I gotta leave." And he's like, "What? You're leaving?" But we got a ton of sushi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. You wonder if Andre Gregory made up his dialogue, you know? Like, if he saw the script and it said, like, something else, something and he went, funny. like, what if I say, but well, we've got a ton of sushi, and the director was like, well, do whatever you want. I, 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 I don't... If you're, gonna, if you're gonna hire Andre Gregory... <laughs> He's really, he's he's so really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it really makes you wish he was in a lot more stuff. Um, and this is the um, Punchy talking to him after they uh, had oh, sex. Oh, more of that Hoffman talk! And and he's kind of going like they 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 do sort of imply that she fucked him in a way that was way better than he'd ever gotten it from yeah poor old Mimi Rogers yeah. <laughs> the old battle axe having sex with Mimi Rogers was like fucking a tub of mayonnaise or something like that he, Christopher Reeve is very teary eyed throughout most of this movie too maybe that's why yeah possibly Jeez. but she goes uh, he's like oh I'm really happy to be around you or whatever and she goes you finally got laid enough to curl your hair finally he's like thirty five. <laughs> 38, something like that. <laughs> finally, in your middle age, you finally got laid enough to let, curl your hair. Okay. To curl your hair? To curl your hair. Wow. Uh, and this is just some some standard pimp Blood talk. Uh, this is what Morgan Freeman standard says. pimp talk. Well, it really is. He goes, uh, she's like, this is when he's holding a broken Yoo-Hoo uh, right. bottle to her face. She's like, not my face. And he goes, it's not your face, bitch. It's my face. My tits and my ass. Wow. Uh, Good yeah. point. And then, like, seconds later, he'll be like, Ah, get out of town. You I had you going there you for a second. Kn- you knucklehead. It's fun. Get out of here. Go make some money for me, bitch. Yeah. All right. That's that. Uh, okay. All that's right. what you should have said at the end when after when he was doing his reporting. He should have just gone, and that's that. <laughs> and, and that's the whole Roll, report. And he looks at the camera. Roll credits. And that's the news. <laughs> Street smart. Street smart. Kids news. Kids news. Shake the crime stick. Beat kids. Ratings. I was gonna, I was going into this going, going for two and a half, but I think talking about it, I'm gonna boost it to three. Yeah, three Juds. It's Better than the mean season. It's more, oh, yeah. it's more interesting. It than, is more like, interesting. It's like that thing where it's like it doesn't work, but it's like doing, it's it's doing it's stuff. Not, it's not entirely I, a misfire. Yeah, unmistakably has something on its mind. Talking about it, talking it over has brought that sort of the forefront. When I was watching it last night, it was like, uh, stop that! It's fucking annoying. Yeah, you know, it's getting in the way of this much more interesting movie. However, right. I I will applaud the effort in the long run, and Morgan Freeman is very very good. Yeah, and Andre Gregory. Uh, I'm gonna Man. give this. I'm gonna give this like two and a half Douglases. Yeah, 
for all the pimp stuff, for the, 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 the sleazy brutality of his at the work. Be, that one at the, the beginning where the guy's beating up the prostitute. Beating up the you're, prostitute. You're like, oh, my God, here yeah. we go. So it's not it's, quite like it's that. It's definitely no. gross. Uh, so, yeah, two and a half Douglases. But there's not like a lot of like, there's not really any on-screen sex or nudity or anything like that. Just in that one scene. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10, uh, 10 out of 10 uh, ridiculous subpoenas. <laughs> that legal shit is insane. Yeah. Preposterous. Yeah, that has to be like, uh, okay, wait, what? <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it because the movie doesn't know how to explain I mean, it. Because it's not a thing. Yeah, and at the, I mean, the, they are able to, the, the magazine is, is able to be like, no, we're not giving you our notes because that's stupid. And for most of the movie, it's, they're like, like they don't. So yeah. Christopher Reeves like to his lawyer, like, you got to get me out of here. And he's like, I can't because uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's something. They got some. I don't know. I, can't, I couldn't uh, explain uh, to you what's going uh, on here. Anybody else here go to law school? The, the actual legal. I am stumped, <laughs> I am stumped the, on this one. The legal precedent that they use in the movie, in case anyone cares, is suggesting that the, the, the prosecution is going for anyway. The, the, sorry, the defense. It's hard to explain. But basically that, like, yes, the First Amendment says that his source is protected and his rights as a reporter are protected and he doesn't have to turn over his notes, but the Sixth Amendment entitles Freeman's lawyers access to any and all exculpatory information that basically supersedes that. Right. Which is, in my opinion, not true. But it seems like the basis on which that they are asking for this is already is it, is yes, tenuous. Exactly. Is beyond, I would I would say fruit not, of the poisonous tree. Like no, you cannot. It's beyond you cannot tenuous. subpoena his notes in the first place because there's no probable cause. That's yeah. what I would say. The lawyer is like, I asked the judge to explain it to me, but he gave me the dreaded rear admiral. Exactly. <laughs> he gave me a wet willy. And and you know and and Christopher Reeve also hired the chi- the space ch- chicken attorney from Futurama <laughs> to represent. You had a whole twelve piece bucket of trouble. I'm so. sorry. I thought you was corn. <laughs> Uh, I'm also giving it three. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that's fucking stupid and ridiculous about this movie, but with Andre Gregory and Morgan Freeman, Andre Gregory given one kind of crazy performance and Morgan Freeman just being, you know, this is how Morgan Freeman's career made his career. It's that fucking good. Now, now we have Morgan Freeman after this movie. Yeah. Uh, and he's incredible. And there's in the scenes where the movie is really clicking the way that it's supposed to and should be. Like there's some long takes where it's just him and driving in this car with Christopher Reeve, and it really hums. Like it's just like this is great. These two like pinging off of each other, and it, like it fucking yeah. rules. But those are like small chunks. But still, well, it's like peppered throughout. It's like it keeps going up and down, back and forth between these two different movies or whatever exactly and then the christopher reeve the media then the media satire sort of or whatever of christopher reeve being a, a tv reporter all of a sudden you're kind of like oh uh, yeah. it really just seems too, it's a little too many like it could have been easier yeah. to just have it be more direct about the plot and then you get more of what's good about it yeah. of those two hanging out i don't sure. know um they're like the jay and silent bob of this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> The best part. The they're not best in part. It. They're not in it nearly enough. The part, the part, the part where Morgan Freeman tries to cut that girl's eye out, and then when he backs off, he's like, "Snoogans, snoogans, snoogie boogies, get out of here, you get out of here, get out of here, nut." I'm gonna give it two and a half Douglases for that creepy scene at the beginning, and then just a general creepy. I mean, it's a movie about a pimp, about a vicious pimp, a pimp. And some some sleazy and <laughs> general sleaziness, uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten tons of sushi. Mm. <laughs> well, you got a ton of sushi. Tons of sushi. We're yuppies. Don't you get it? 
Look at this fancy sushi, Christopher Reeves. Also, that was- Give yeah, me was my soy goat milk latte. 80, <laughs> 87 would have been the perfect time for it to be like, we've got sushi, and that meant like, oh, these are fucking Ew, rich snobs. Sushi. Only, only fucking- uh, What is that? What is that? Raw, Raw fish? Raw fish. Fucking yuppies. Yuck. Only yuppies scum would eat that. New York. Ugh, New York City. Give Disgusting. me a break. New York City? Get a rope. Get a rope. <laughs> We're going to tie this guy up. They're going to hang him. this man. Possibly hang him. They will lynch him for eating that salsa. <laughs> From New York City. <laughs> That's the old West. Ar- around here, we hang you for eating the wrong salsa, and we execute you and then give you a pizza. That's what you call frontier <laughs> justice. Yes. It's very thirst quenching. <laughs> the, food, the food culture of the American Southwest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Salsa-related hangings, death-related pizza toppings. Firing squad by pizzas. Don't go to the American Southwest. The food ain't that great. What would you like on your tombstone? Pepperoni and cheese. That is going on your tombstone, pepperoni and sausage. And then, but then, but then, like, do they bring him a pizza before they shoot him? Because he's already, he's already up against that wall at that point. Yeah, his hands are tied. This is what you do. This is what you do. Do do they also, they go like, oh, on your well, you know what? Okay, go make this guy a pizza. We're gonna get you a slice of pizza before we shoot. This is you. the this is the mashup. He does the, in the, the in the bit. He does turn around and go tombstone pizza. Yeah. No, this is the mashup. The guy's tied to the post. They're like, "What do you want on your tombstone?" And he goes, "A salsa from New York City." And then they go get a rope, and then they change the way that they kill him. Oh. <laughs> Instead of a firing squad, and now he gets hung. But what then if- it's but then they're eating the salsa pizza, and they're like, "It's not bad." <laughs> it's like, he was right. This is pretty. Or the guy's tied up, and they give him his pizza. He's like, "Careful, you'll burn your mouth." They have to like hand feed him it to, to him because he's. You tied don't want to go out with the roof of your mouth all torn up and burned. Come on, yeah. that's no way to die. <laughs> all right, cool for Simmons. Uh, I give it three Juds. Pretty good. I liked it. Uh, I liked all three of these movies. Yeah. But like uh, you know, just straight up like. <laughs> like baseline, like yeah, these were all wow. It was fine to watch three fine ones. None of them were like where it was like, oh god, it was like fucking forty minutes too long or something. They all just were like, nope, they just did the thing and left. Love those eighties movies. Probably won't watch any of them again. Uh, <laughs> probably I definitely shouldn't watch Mean Season again. I will not like it. I would fucking buy. I would. I witness if I found it for a good price. <laughs> Two weeks from now, one of you guys will have bought a copy of Mean Season. <laughs> that will not be me. I didn't do it. You'll be like, I'm watching Mean Season again for the fourth time. I, I don't found know what's it. Happening. I found a Blu-ray copy for $39.99. What was I supposed to do? It was an import German Blu-ray. <laughs> they had it had subtitles and menus. Uh, Optional subtitles. I'm also gonna give it two and a half Douglases because it's just a general sense of creepiness. Plus, like, also like Christopher Reeves, the whole thing, which I think they're trying to do, but the whole thing of him being like this, you know, white reporter, uh, re- like reporting exclusively on like you know, almost exclusively on like you know, uh, minorities and stuff in the yeah, you know, sort of like that graffiti scene doesn't initially stand out as like a uh, as like right. real gr- but then you're like oh yeah this is pretty reductive and, and he is like the whitest guy ever yes Christopher Reeve and I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it uh, 10 out of 10 yoo-hoos mm. oh yeah it did make me want to drink yoo-hoo which is a good. weird form of, pro- pro- of promotion if that's what it was yeah. I doubt it but like I was like man eh, you know what's good is yoo-hoo I don't like yoo-hoo oh you don't it's no. chocolate milk never yeah, had a yoo-hoo but it's like the but it's like I think it's cause it's like it's not just straight up chocolate milk it's like the it's like carbonate, you know, it's like the soda kind of, I don't know, there's something about it that, like, I don't like as it's much. It's not carbonated. It's not? No. I always thought it was. There's something about it that's like, I don't like, it's not quite chocolate milk, though. It's almost It is like, a little bit more synthetic than chocolate yeah, milk. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like, if a cookie is just a cookie and Fig Newtons are fruit and cake, yeah, chocolate milk is chocolate milk, 
What's Yuhu? But Yuhu is less it's good fruit, than chocolate. It's milk. the fruit I mean, and cake. I, of, I wouldn't uh, know. Yuhu is like a Yuhu is like a more artificial chocolate milk. That's what it is. I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. any friends. But I like. I'm just. We began. The, we began the podcast talking about beverages. That's the way to close. That's the way to go out. Talking about Yuhu. Yeah. Well, rank the rank your favorite brands of synthetic chocolate milk, everyone. I guess Yoohoo. Yoo-hoo. I don't know any others. <laughs> Yoohoo. <laughs> I Number mean, one. look, if someone brought a Yoo- if someone brings me a Yoohoo, I'm not going to turn it down, but I'm not going to pick it off the shelf. Why shift. do they call it Ovaltine? They should call, should call it, it Roundtine. Oof. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, everybody. <laughs> uh, that was that's pun. it. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Uh, we haven't decided oh, what to fuck. do next. Do we, we haven't decided what to do next. But we are taking a we are taking a week break to record. Can we do that Pacino one? We could do the Pacino one. We also had these. Uh, school. We could do the school. The uh, school one. Oh, school, 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 school one. That's the one you want to do. Yes, What's yes, on yes. that one? We talked about that. Substitute one eight seven. One eight seven. The principal. Okay. Deal. It's yes. Gonna be te- it's all. Te- it's all like teachers versus kids. I wanted to too. do this it's one for like, years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Substitute one eight seven. The principal. Oh yeah. boy. Now I'm excited. We got now. Jackson. I'm excited. What should we call it? School's out. Oh, we got lots oh, of time to figure out. School's in. School's in. Bitches. School days. Ooh, yeah. school days. We'll figure it out. Either way, subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon. Do it. Please. We're so close. We're we so keep close. Being so we close keep to being our within, we within... keep being close to our 125 goal that we set. We're so... I don't know what... 25, yeah, so... 25 seems to be a tough one. A tough one to reach for us. Yeah. But, you know, it's tough. Thing, uh, t- things are tough all over. Send us messages what we can do for you to get us to, to get you on our Patreon. Mail alcohol to us. Bucks. We are considering building out polls to determine what... We cover on the page. Oh yeah, we got we've got some plans in the works. Yeah, we got some plans in the works. Uh, follow us on Twitter, in, uh, Instagram. Rate us, rate us. Five stars only, please. Five stars only, please. Yeah, follow. Us Why everywhere. would you do it otherwise? Follow us around if you see us. Follow us around if you see us. <laughs> Stalk us. <laughs> Peeping Thomas. <laughs> sure. Until next time. The suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Show.